0: ready to hear some noise tonight you're just seconds away from let's go blues radio i know that we're all people just sitting here uh looking at um nick eat a banana uh, (laughs) right now I can't even focus That looks like
1: a tasty banana. The Burger King here in Troy has been uh, advertising for managers for a while, so
2: we'll go through there next week. Eric Brewer was so bad. (laughs) The Blues had made the playoffs 25 straight seasons before Eric Brewer arrived. After Brewer donned the note, the Blues missed the playoffs every season that Brewer was a Blue, except for one.
0: No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio. The original St. Louis Blues Hockey Fan Podcast. Take it away, boys.
2: Welcome to Season 5, Episode 20 of Let's Go Blues Radio. We are live on Wednesday, April twenty seventh, 2017. This is Franchise Episode 101 all the time. If you are a new listener, Let's Go Blues Radio is a weekly program that talks St. Louis Blues hockey. We welcome listeners to call in and chat with us live on the air as well as tweet us questions or comments. Just send us uh, those tweets to at Radio, and we'll read them on the show. And to chat with us live, you can go to letsgoblues.com slash radio and click on the uh, join us graphic uh, when that is live shortly. Uh, My name is Kurt Price and joining me on the 101st episode, uh, after a couple of weeks off, Bill Day and Jeff Ponder. Hi guys, how are you doing?
0: Doing well. Happy to be back. It's been a long time. Yeah, since we've uh, last been on, the the Blues have, have played a couple games, right? Yeah. Have have they? Haven't noticed. I mean. Yeah. Big ones, right? I think it's been some big games. Yeah.
1: You know, like qualifying for the playoffs, winning a first round series.
0: Man, we're bad podcasts.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You Uh, must must be thinking about some other podcasts.
0: Ah, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a good thing we're
1: not professional podcasters and we just do this for the fun of it.
2: Bill, I think
0: we are as professional as it gets.
2: Do you have to be? Do you have to be paid to be professional? Is that the is that the, the hang up?
0: I, I I kind of think that's it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So we, I mean, we have been paid in the past. So before you know,
1: I was on the show, you got paid.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, and just like an advertising thing. Not really. Not really a salary. Which would be awesome but
0: yeah once bill joined the the program uh sponsors were like no way
2: (laughs) they they jumped ship
0: yep
1: i like bill o'reilly i guess Mm.
2: oh that was a long time coming i'm sorry that guy sucks there's only so many sexual harassment suits you can you can buy off and and Mm. just and keep your job he's not doing it live anymore (laughs) Yeah. yeah I think he's got a podcast now doesn't he
1: yeah now he's on par with us
2: <laughs> he's on our level he's at our level um if you uh haven't checked out the let's go blues uh radio uh shop let's go blues.com we, t- we have t-shirts and stuff so well actually just t-shirts so uh go buy one
1: put, put uh, kids through school come on right
2: no just help you know just i mean we we have microphones we're to pay for um
1: maintenance on these things is a bitch
2: i know right you gotta gotta plug it in unplug it plug it in and that that usb thing gets frayed and you gotta buy a new cable every now and then it's uh it sucks so uh, and they are reasonably priced i did that on purpose um i got tired of going to t-shirt stores online and seeing shirt hey i like that shirt how much is it 28 dollars. no thank you that's ridiculous that costs more than a concert t-shirt at the concert
0: yeah, I, uh, I remember, I, I, I don't want to name the store, but there's a certain chain in St. Louis here that's uh, popped up over the last about five, six years. And I, I go in there every now and then just to look around and it's like, some of those t-shirts are $35. bucks. i am like, $35 for a t-shirt? I don't care if it's the year 2050. I'm not paying that much. I, I'll tell great.
2: you, I, I think... I think uh... 18 bucks is about as much as I want to pay for a t-shirt. That's about the ceiling. So, so quick
0: story. We, uh, 20 bucks. I was told by a friend that, that um, is from California. When I was going, he told me about how um, there's this t-shirt store in Laguna Beach when I was going that uh, had some really awesome t-shirts. And he's like, oh, I saw – I went a couple weeks ago and they had – you know, these really old-school Cardinals shirts. They had, like, uh, Minnesota North Star shirts, Quebec Nordiques. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait really to check this place out. I'm all excited for weeks. I get there. I am not even kidding. For anyone who's been to Laguna Beach, they know how expensive it is. T-shirts in this store, the lowest-priced one I could find was a Utah Jazz shirt. $60. <laughs> what? 60 now for was a it- damn T-shirt.
2: Was it bedazzled? It was that. Was that the hang? It was not bedazzled. <laughs> there were some that were because, bedazzled. Because if it's a bedazzled T-shirt, I'm thinking, you know, based on the stones they use, that's that, you could you could validify that.
0: Yeah, it was. Uh, I obviously I, I left that store without buying anything.
2: Some bedazzled topaz. Okay, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Sixty bucks for a T-shirt? I want. I'm in the wrong business.
0: Yeah, there was a, uh, there was a. Uh, I remember that. There was a couple of Cardinals ones I saw that I liked, but this was back when the Rams were still in St. Louis. There was a real cool Rams one, and it was seventy-two dollars, and I was just like, Jeez. "No, no way! I will go to St. Louis, go to a thrift store, and find
2: this exact shirt for eight bucks." All right. Do you guys have the the Penguins caps game on? Yes, I do. Yeah. Holy, holy crap! In a basket, that thing—that was a ridiculous flurry in front of the net. No pun intended. Yeah. Oh, and, there's a fun.
1: And the puck never got covered. No, the refs, the refs let it go. The first, scrub, <laughs> and then the second scrub. They're like, no, this is too much.
2: Someone had it covered uh, uh, in the in the slot, the, the low slot, and they wouldn't yeah. blow the whistle. And then it and then it was bouncing around free, and he, and he blew the whistle. It made no sense.
0: For those listening to this afterward. Uh, there's uh, about a little under three minutes left in the game. So uh, yep. Pittsburgh's yeah. up
2: three to two. So and if, you, Washington, if you
0: recall that play, it was pretty crazy.
2: Uh, Washington, uh, Pert near scored a couple times. Yep. Yeah. On like and, a 30 second floor in front.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think I have about a 30 second advantage here. So I could really piss off Jeff and Kurt. This
2: could be fun. Yeah. Thanks. thanks Slingbox. Can, we, can we mute Bill? <clears throat> uh, we can. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Good. Uh, about an hour and a half would be good me. Yeah, sounds good to
1: me. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah, that's laughs> uh, God damn it.
2: <laughs> uh, this is a family show, Bill. Watch your mouth. We say... I'm
1: sure,
0: sure.
2: We say shit instead of...
0: Oh, I'm uh, sorry.
2: And um, I, right. guess I, I guess I'll pop some <laughs> of <on> the game. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, say, let's,
0: let's talk about uh, you know so, the show and not yeah. recapping the current game.
2: Uh, So the beers of the episode, Uh, Bill, you tweeted yours out. What do you got?
1: I have uh, Victory Brewing. Uh, It's a uh, Philadelphia-based or just outside of Philadelphia uh, brew. Um, It is cream ale brewed with cold brew coffee, and it is mighty tasty. It's uh, part of their blackboard. She's uh, found it at Randall's um, <clears throat> as I'm no longer shopping prior Tuck. talk, uh, <laughs> but that's a, that's a rant for another day. Uh, but yeah, it is. Uh, it's quite tasty. Uh, reminds me a lot of the King Kaya uh, coffee ale that Schlafly put out last year.
2: Jeff, do you, uh, do you have a beverage? Yeah.
0: yeah my beverage is the, uh, is the Boulevard Zahn Belgian style wheat beer. Have you guys had this one yet? Uh, no,
2: I have not. Have you had it, Bill?
0: I, I have not. It's it's uh, it's their summer beer. I don't think I've ever seen it. Um, I haven't done any research on it, so I have no idea if it's new or if it's just uh, something I've never had before. But it's pretty good uh, for a summer beer. It's it's very light, uh, very juicy. Uh, it's got a very wheaty and, and fruity type taste to it. Uh, the aroma is fantastic, um, and yeah, I. I uh, if you like Belgian style wheat beer, I, I suggest this one. But as uh, as I have this left over from the last episode we aired. Don't ever try, don't forget to try the Big Walt beer from O'Fallon Brewing.
2: Good stuff. You have you have a leftover open bottle from yeah, 30 ago. Is,
0: no, I I cleaned it. It's, <laughs> oh, it's been cleaned, but I'm keeping it.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh mine mine is the uh, from Four Hands a mm. local St. Louis brewery. The uh, uh, absence of light. Peanut butter, chocolate, milk stout. I've had it before on the show, but I've had a large bottle in the uh, fridge that I've wanted to, uh, <laughs> I wanted to d- uh, digest uh, for some time. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm knocking this out tonight. Uh, it's quite one of my favorites. So I'm, uh, I'm quite happy to be drinking this right now. Peanut butter, chocolate, milk stout. Good stuff. Very good stuff. And four hands. Um, who Four Hands is releasing a lot of IPAs, and I'm not an IPA guy, and that annoys me. But that's that's a rant for a different time. It seems like everything they, they every other beer they put out is an IPA. And on that, the uh, today in blues history, courtesy of the courtesy of the at STL Blues uh, history Twitter account. If you don't follow that individual, please do. If you're a blues fan, he's a great follow. Um. Let's see. Let's read this on the fly from his uh, Twitter account. They, uh, today, April twenty seventh, nineteen seventy eight, Saint Louis University announces that the Billiken Saint Louis uh, University Billiken hockey program would be no more after eight seasons. So they ditched that. That's uh, that's sad. I wonder why. I guess that if I read the article, <laughs> I explain why.
0: I'm I'm so bad about local uh, local college hockey. Um, Have they made a comeback? And they still don't have a hockey program, correct?
1: Yeah, no. They had they had a club hockey team uh, earlier uh, in the last I don't know, last ten twelve years, Uh, but that's as that's as much as they got. I think uh, my uh, high school coach uh, Rick Kennedy, uh, when I was at CBC, he played uh, with the uh, the school teams in the seventies.
2: Uh, 1968, April 27th, 1968. Jimmy Roberts ties the game with 11 seconds left. Gary Sabrin uh, scores. Uh, the time, overtime winner, uh, Barky Plager. Uh, let's see, NHL record. That's uh, Twitter talk for I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Had to fit it in 140 characters. Uh, but Jimmy Roberts was the big hero. Uh,
0: so Jimmy Roberts, got roasted to Soul, um not not knocking the guy at all but when he be well i mean even when he was a player he's a a bigger guy um and when he was a coach he you know like 90 percent of of professional athletes put on a couple pounds and uh my brother and i used to say that he always looked like a guy who should be eating a, a giant hoagie at all times um so we called him uh jimmy give me a sandwich roberts
2: so it's the italian name Yes, the, mo- the mobster name, Jimmy yeah. Sandwich
0: Robert, Jimmy Sandwich, Jimmy the Sandwich, Jimmy the Sandwich. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, uh, April 27, nineteen seventy one. Scotty Bowman uh, resigned or was fired, depending on who you believe, as GM and head coach of the St. Louis Blues. One of the worst decisions I think this organization has ever made.
0: No, I mean he didn't go on to do anything after he left the Blues. No, he only won like no. a thousand.
2: A thousand Cups, you know.
0: His, uh, his his fame was with, his legacy is
2: with the Blues. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did give I him a never, start.
0: I remember him best as a St. Louis Blue.
2: I wonder, it would have been interesting. We've talked about this before, but if he would have, uh, I mean, see assume eventually, I guess, but how his career would have uh, progressed if he hadn't come here to coach first. And if he stayed in Montreal, at what point does he get a coaching job? And who does he coach? And how successful is he? Never know.
0: Yeah, you don't, and you know, this is this. Is, I mean, what is he in his seventies now, right? Late seventies. He, he waddles like he's about ninety-four. Somebody told me that apparently he has expressed interest in coming back to assistant coaching, and I'm just like, really? no, yeah, right. I'm sorry, the guy has accomplished everything a professional coach could. I don't, I don't understand. Maybe you get the itch to come back and help, but. I think at that point he's a consultant at best. I think he is consulting, isn't he, for the Red Wings?
2: Yeah, uh, for the uh, Blackhawks.
0: Oh, that's right. It is the Blackhawks. Yeah. And
2: yeah, he was. Uh, I, they, they showed a clip of him during the first round, uh, jotting down notes uh, in during uh, practice. I think it was, or in the in the stands. I just can't see him wanting to do the travel
0: and and yes. just the, the grind of being a coach again. I, I just think that's a, that's a load of poppycock. Maybe it's like and,
1: a.
2: Maybe no. that's why
0: they fired Kitchen.
2: Yeah, Ooh. yeah, a little nepotism there. You think um, they would have had that worked out and announced at the same day or yeah, something? Yeah, I don't. I don't yeah. Think that's going to happen. Yeah. No way. And
1: and what coach? What coach would ever be comfortable as a head coach having yeah. Scotty Bowman as the assistant coach? You even Quinville. <laughs> yeah, even Quinville. I mean, it, it, he's he is a legend. He is probably the you know considered to be the you know the greatest of uh, you know all. People who have ever coached that is still alive, and yeah, who want that, who, just oh, know, yeah, no, no worries. Scotty's just, you know, he's just desisted Don't worry, he's not even going to come to the uh, the away games. You got nothing to worry
0: about. Scotty Bowman is to coaching what Kurt Price is to podcasting.
2: Scotty Bowman is a coaching what Kurt Price is to coaching. <laughs> <laughs> We're scoring big goals in terms. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, you know, I mean, I do what I can. Um, today is the anniversary. I just really, I just realized this. The, um, you know, what the anniversary? Have you seen this? What today is? The anniversary of the St. Louis Blues set the initial playoff record for the fastest four power play goals, three minutes and seven seconds to overcome a three-to-nothing deficit versus the LA Kings in a four-to-three win, April twenty-seventh,
1: nineteen ninety-eight. The Jamie Storer... Game, right? Jamie
2: Store, Jeff Kortenahl. Where were you guys when that happened?
1: Uh, I was in the uh, living room in my parents' house at Cove. yeah
2: <laughs> I was in the living room of my parents' house in St. Charles. I was in my bedroom in my parents' house, and I was uh, online texting uh, I aming a friend of ours uh, about, holy crap! Did you see just what happened? Oh, I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. I got a, a blues
0: YouTube kick the other night. Um, I started, for some reason, that game came on like the what is it the, the, the things you're most interested in. So I watched that. They they showed all four blues goals on that uh, was it four goals in the power play? Four goals, yep. four yeah. Four power play goals. Four power play goals. They showed all those, which was awesome to see. And then the next thing that started to queue up was the the five mm,
3: 0
2: um, You froze you froze there for a second, Jeff.
0: Yeah. Oh. Well I said it actually came on. Then I watched the the five o comeback against the Maple Leafs. Mm. Then after that, it showed the, uh, <clears throat> the the sweep of the stars in two thousand one,
2: and I was just like, "I could watch this stuff all night." <laughs> huh. That you know what the, the the way that whole that the LA g- the game with the the all Rand store, the way that whole the whole thing panned out the the, offic- the uh, how the officials called it. That's I, I don't think you could have call. I think they got the the calls right. Wouldn't you say? Because Cortnall got a penalty for hitting the store. And uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, who, Sean who, who, O'Donnell.
1: It was Sean O'Donnell. O'Donnell was
2: who, pummeled, dropped the gloves and started just beating the crap out of Cortnall. It was Cortnall Turtled. Cortnall wasn't fighting. O'Donnell got five minutes. And, I mean, people like to yell at Cortnall, but he got a penalty for it. I mean, mm. it was... and I'll go to my grave saying the store stepped out on him. Store in his store welcomed the... Con, or Tried to make Cortnall go around him and and uh, Kortnoff said, nope, I'm going straight towards the puck. <laughs> it was fantastic.
1: Such an amazing moment.
2: Agreed. That was a, a, a classic. I think I have the game on tape somewhere.
0: On VHS. I might, I might. I have got probably, I'm not kidding, probably 100 Blues games on VHS somewhere in my mom's basement, and I have no idea where it is.
2: Why don't you uh, convert them to digitize? digitize I do.
0: I've, I even bought years ago back when DVD was still relevant. I bought one of those VHS to DVD converters just for that reason. Mm. And I've never done anything with it.
2: What you need is you need a VCR and you need the uh, converter to plug into a computer and you need to uh, digitize the things. And I agree. Put them up on YouTube. Well, I might get taken down on YouTube, but you, you could, you could uh, have them and, and share them with people like us on a hard drive. That's true. I could do that.
0: I might do that. I, I, over the summer, I, that is my goal, is to find those tapes and start doing stu- that kind of stuff. Do you have a VCR? No, but I'm sure I could find one at a garage sale for a dollar. Cool. Or you could give me one.
2: You know, I don't have one. You're old. <laughs> you have to have one. I, I don't. I, I am older. <laughs> but I, I, did not. I had one. I wanted to keep it, and it was it was done away with somehow, some way.
0: Did you I know actually... that, that, that last year and then I'm not making this up, there was still a company in China making VCRs and they, they manufactured their last one last year. And I'm like, there's st- who is, who's buying those
2: yeah, people. Yeah. Some people like VHS. They still have them. They, they want to play. I mean, some people have VHS tapes and they want to play them somehow. I, I don't think the conversion from VHS to DVD kind of was a, a, a huge thing, was it? I mean, it was the service yeah. was available, but it was kind of expensive, yeah. and I don't think a lot of people did it.
1: Right, and there's, you know, it wasn't like there was upscaling from VHS to into a digital picture. It was just, you know, whatever analog signal put onto a digital feed, and in most cases, it looks terrible.
2: Well, uh, we can let's get into the uh, game from last night. Uh, the Blues versus the Predators, round two, game number one. Mm-hmm. After uh, knocking off the Wild in five, the uh, the Blues uh, mm-hmm. took on the Predators, who uh, finished fourth in the division. The Blues finished third. Um, 19 of 21 experts on NHL.com picked the Predators. Every expert on Yahoo Sports picked the Predators. And something like 12 of 15 experts on ESPN picked the Predators, which... Twelve of those fifteen, I think, are now out of jobs.
1: <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly the point I was about to make. Uh,
0: uh,
2: yeah. That, so yeah, that was it. That was a massive. They fired over a hundred people.
0: There's yeah. a uh, there's an ongoing um, uh, Deadspin article that is keeping track of every person they've let go. Yeah, it's
1: it's pretty crazy. I think uh, uh, the guys on Puck Soup. Uh, yesterday, where they were recording it as the stuff was coming out, and they got it right. It's a, it was a purge. It, it's it's not a firing. It it's a yeah. complete purge. Well, it's, it's almost
2: just, it it's it, They fired. They got rid of like almost every hockey guy. Yeah, there's only I read there's only two hockey guys left now, right? And yeah, you know, well they're they're focusing, they're going towards just live uh live live sporting events. They're they're, yeah. they're they don't they they do not they do not care about uh commentary as much unless the commentary is um so uh character driven and animated like stephen a smith or or colin coward or whoever um but uh those guys that create controversy they're going to keep those guys and they just let the the reporters go they don't care about the reporters at all
1: yeah it's some some of the names like uh you know Ed Werder uh, for the NFL, and Jason Stark in baseball. I mean, it's just insane. Those guys have been synonymous with ESPN for how long?
0: I mean – Butcher
1: is. Did he get axed?
2: Butcher Gross got axed too. What?
0: He? I didn't, I thought it was one of the guys that stayed. Uh, I, I,
1: yeah, I, I, I didn't know. see the list,
2: but I thought I heard that he got it.
1: Yeah, no, I, I thought he stayed. I saw something. I saw – I thought he tweeted something like it's a great day to be alive and I couldn't figure out which way to take it. And I, and I guess I never looked at it. So let's,
2: hold <clears> on while on, we're hold on. talking,
1: uh, why do, let's, 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 let's look it up.
2: I'm looking it up. Oh God. This, they couldn't make this list a, a simple little list. They had like a breakdown of each one. Come on. Just yeah, I know. Jesus Christ. Mm. I don't want to read your site. I just want to see the list.
1: <laughs> well, if it's dead spin, <laughs> if it's on dead spin, isn't it? in uh, um, you know, a slideshow at this point.
2: This this, this is the Washington post uh, ESPN layoffs on sporting news. I wish they're all loving this.
0: Oh man. I mean, I just didn't even think about it. Pierre LeBron? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
1: Pierre LeBron, Scott Burnside, and Scott Burnside, uh, I Joe McDonald. They're like, they were the three of the big uh, hockey, you know, hockey guys on the website at least. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It, is Barry Melrose considered an ESPN employee? Because I didn't hear anything about his name.
2: Who was that? Sorry,
1: <clears throat> Barry Melrose. Is he like? Is he considered uh, an ESPN <laughs> property or uh, personality? Because
2: he's, he's uh, not. God, what the he, hell is going
1: on? He probably works for booze at this point.
2: He's not even on the list of of, of uh, people that were. No, I guess he's still alive. So they kept Melrose. What yeah. is going on? I know. One of the most oh, God. I guess he gets ratings. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So Butcher Gross Butcher Gross did tweet,
2: I am still employed at ESPN. Okay. Somebody I read some somebody was wrong then because I read somebody said somewhere that he was he had got the X.
0: Yeah, because I read somewhere that pretty much the only hockey guys left are
2: Melrose and Butcher Gross. Mm, yeah. Oh, weird. Uh, you know what? ESPN <clears throat> didn't I mean as far as hockey goes. They they right. haven't given a shit about hockey in fifteen years.
1: <laughs> right, Burnside oh and, and Burnside and LeBron were really you know the, the two guys that I you know I who I would read if I ever got hockey content from ESPN. You know at, at this point, pretty much the only content that I actually get and enjoy from ESPN. Is uh, when they alert me who the starting eleven for the Liverpool match is this week. That's all <laughs> I care about. I, I don't I don't watch ESPN. Uh, you know I I watched a couple games during the you know the uh, uh, World Hockey Classic, but that was about it. i, I just, know, I'm, I'm not interested.
2: I get I get a lot of my news from people I follow on Twitter. Um, yeah, the reporters, not you know, not like goofball bloggers but i i i get uh uh you know i follow people and they i get news from there if i want to know what's going on i pop on twitter that's the i i love that so i i think a lot of people are doing that you know it's not or it's, or it's the the set the, the sites that you know like uh what yard barker or or sb nation or whatever people go there they don't go to i don't know yeah i, I don't think espn has got the they're not the worldwide leader in um well they are in broadcast sports but i and as far as like uh Online like, content. Ar- all- all- content, articles, and stuff like that—they're not at all. Yeah. So, plus you got to pay to read half the stuff.
0: All right, let's get back to yep. the task at hand.
2: Right. So the so uh-huh. a lot of those guys picked the Predators, which I want to talk about for a second. Um, which uh, is that does that strike you guys as odd? Because uh, I mean, I know they smoked the Hawks. And but literally nobody picked them to, to beat the Hawks. Uh, and because they did, now everyone has jumped on the Predators bandwagon. <clears throat> Even though the Blues, you know, they finished the more points than the Predators in the season and had a, and they beat a higher seed in the first round, too. Granted, the Blues didn't beat the Wild as convincingly as the Predators beat the Hawks, but <clears throat> still, it kind of surprised me that like no one or like 2% of the people are picking the Blues to beat the Predators. Does that surprise you guys at all?
1: Um, um, not really. Oh, I, yeah. yeah, I, I don't, it doesn't really surprise me. I mean, the Blues don't usually get a ton of respect and it's easy to get caught up in, you know, in believing that, you know, Pecorino is never going to give up another goal. You know, he, he gave up three goals in in the whole four round series, uh, against like Chicago and Nashville's offense looked pretty damn dominant. So, yeah, I, it, it doesn't surprise me. And, you know, whatever we've already matched the blackhawk school total
0: <laughs> yeah is- i'm uh that is i mean yeah that's amazing uh, but uh yeah i i mean i'm i'm uh, i don't know if we want to get into our picks but i'm i picked predators in five um wow. i just i you know and, and and we can get into boudreaux's comments if you want after the series which i thought were completely asinine <laughs> let's talk about that you- <laughs> yeah so so those that don't know um after the, the series, Mr. Playoff loss himself, uh, Bruce Boudreau, uh, came out and they asked him, uh, you know, hey, so were you the better team, whatever they asked him, and he said, the uh, they weren't the, they weren't the better team, but they won more games. And this comes from a man who has never been known as a playoff winner. So that to me says you're not learning your lesson. And if I'm, is it Chuck Fletcher? Is the GM of the Wild? Yep. If I'm Chuck Fletcher, I'm walking out during that conference and firing him on the spot, because it's obvious you're not learning your lesson when you lose. If you think that you were the better team, they're not. Uh, so before we
2: get back into the Predators, if you guys want to comment? Go ahead. Well, I, I wanted to say that uh, it was just uh, he 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 can't come off as anything but I don't want to use childhood playground names. He's, he's a crybaby whiner is, is what he is. It's just ridiculous. And he acts like that no one in the history of the NHL playoffs has ever lost a series when playing well. The wild played a good series. They really did. They lost and it happens. It's happened. To the blues a lot. They've played very well and lost to a hot goalie. That happened in, in the conference finals against Colorado. They played a great series and Patrick wall was amazing. Um, and we didn't get good goaltending either, but, um, it, it, it happened. It happens every year, every year a team could say, wow, you know, we played good enough to win and we lost to a be- uh, a much better goaltender. Yeah. That's, and, and that's,
0: that's the thing to me is you can play well, but in a seven game series, the better team never loses. In my opinion, I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, again, if it's a seven game series, maybe you can make that claim. You lost in five games. You won one game out of five. And you're going to try and claim you were the better team? It's not just the goalie. You couldn't score goals. You weren't getting in the right shooting positions. And the Blues had timely goal scoring. That, to me, and a much better goalie, like you said, that's a
2: better team game than what the Wild put out. And Allen is part of this team. It, it, It bugs me. When people say that, oh, you know, we the the Blues didn't play well. Allen saved them. Oh, Allen's on the team. He's part of the team. What, what if Tarasenko scores ten goals in in the first round? And do we say that, oh, well, you know, if not for you know if if not for Tarasenko, we lose. Well, they might say it, but Tarasenko's on the team. He, that's, he's part of the team. He's every team has a player who. Is more important than others, or plays better than others on the team, and is a more of a difference maker during a series. And Allen was that in round one. It's no different than anybody else. Uh, Parise was was a, a big part of their team. Yeah, without Parise, they don't score any goals against us. Um, it's just it's just stupid. I, I you know Allen's on this team to say that oh well without him they would have lost. Well well sh- he's on the team. Well, that you pick pick anybody's best player and say without well, them they're not going to lose. Well they might. It's just stupid.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think my take on Boudreaux's comments is just that you know he he is in his first year there, and there were stretches where they completely dominated the Blues, and they couldn't solve Allen. And so, part of me, it's just the the psychological game, you know, as far as his uh, you know, pumping his team's tires for next year because they're not going to fire him. Um, you know, it, it, it's uh, it would have been awesome had. Had uh, you know Fletcher done what uh, what Ponder said he would have done, um, you know I, I just think that uh, it, it's just this this team's going to come back next year. They won't have Hansel, you know he was just a playoff addition. But for the for the most part, it's going to be the exact same team. So you want to keep that team, you know, confident. And you know you just you ran into a buzz saw goalie, and that's it. Um, but you know to to do it in the national media, he does come off as uh, Little bitch, but, well, you
0: know. and at the same time, you said, I mean, and, and I agree with you that they're going to have the same team coming back. You want to preach the same style, and, and you know, tell them, hey guys, you played well. You just ran into a hot goalie. But at the same time, if they go in with the exact same mentality they went into the playoffs this year, I think they're out again in the first round. You know, you you can't go in and tell your team, well, you guys were better, but shit happens. You know, you, it's ridiculous. It, it's You got to have a different mindset. You got to go in next year saying, we got to have a chip on our shoulder, boys. We lost a, a series that that we should have won, but we just had a better team in front of us. We got to find ways of beating that team next time. Not play the same game and, and we'll have different results. That's the definition of insanity. And that's why Bruce Boudreau cannot win a playoff series. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I think I, I just I, yeah, I think it's uh it's, <clears throat> you can't you can't say what he said in the to the media and just and, and come off as uh, looking good. It's, it, like you said it, he, that would piss off me as a GM. It was like you're embarrassing the organization with what you're doing. Um, uh, Lance has joined us, Mister uh, Lance uh, from the uh, Drop Podcast. Lance, you there? Yes,
3: I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. We can hear you.
0: Great. And Glenn, uh, might I say, you look fantastic.
3: Heck yeah. Look at that. I know. I, I woke up this morning and I was a cartoon character. You are very animated. Yes, I am. Show. As usual.
2: <laughs> uh, so in, in the, uh, we'll, uh, feel free to jump in, Lance, and, and give your two cents on anything we're talking about.
3: Well, I can I, I, I totally agree with uh, Jeff. Uh, Bruce Boudreaux is a highly overrated coach. He does great in the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, he just cannot seem to get his teams ready, whether it's Anaheim, whether it's Minnesota, or whoever. Because just like, like Jeff said, though the Wild outplayed the Blues, you know I'm I'm a Blues fan, and we you know have a Blues podcast. You guys got your Blues show, but we all agree that for the most part, in eighty to ninety percent of those games, the Wild had control of it. They just ran into Jake Allen.
2: Mm-hmm. They uh, yeah, he's he's a regular season coach. We can't win the playoffs, just like Joel Quimble. Or wait, no, that was that was before Chicago.
0: <laughs> you meant Mike Kitchen. Uh, yes. Well, he could have went anywhere.
2: That, he was the, Mike Kitchen was the worst head coach I've ever seen in my life. Terrible. You know what I've
0: heard, though? I've heard he's a fantastic assistant coach,
2: so hopefully he lands oh. on his
0: feet somewhere. And did I you, was... did you not, not to completely derail the show, but did you hear that apparently Joe Quinville is very upset <clears throat> about that firing?
3: Yeah. Yep. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, it, it sounds like, uh, you know, he had zero input into anything. Uh, you know, top Good. it off, they, they canned uh, the guy from uh, the, the Ice Hogs coach. Um, and, yeah, it sounds like Stan Bowman sent some messages. Two first-round exits is not acceptable. But, you know, I think ultimately in Chicago it comes down to uh, cap management and they gave too much money to, you know, to a core uh expecting the salary cap to go up and it has not didn't, it hasn't.
2: didn't and, everyone uh, kind of see that coming with the k's and the ta- uh, uh tays and k isn't that an old
0: cop show from the 80s <laughs> yeah. Wheel,
2: wheels the light, and the leg man haze and tain and kosa yeah <laughs> I mean, people saw that. People saw that coming. You can't give that much money to to Taze. I can't say the names.
3: Taze Kane and it's like uh Federico 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 Dodge. Yes, it's
2: a popular. Uh, and Keith and and Seabrook makes a ton of money too. And Crawford makes six million. So it's like, I mean, they they got a lot of money like five guys, and it's just you know, I mean, you think Crawford goes to Vegas and they roll Scott Darling next year? It's a rumor right now. I think Chicago wouldn't skip a beat with Darling as their number one. I think so, too. Yeah. And yeah. you know
0: what? I like Scott Darling. That guy's quite the success story, so I would actually like to see that. Crawford Crawford doesn't make or break that team.
3: Now, no. And, you know, I, I want to say once uh, about uh, about Mike Kitchen. He may be a bad head coach, but he is one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. I don't know if any of you guys have ever met him. He is a really, really nice guy. and. You know, he does this better, but hey, hey, it's the
2: Blackhawks. Hey, Lance, you know where where nice guys finish? Last. (laughs) (laughs) Why don't we just ask Eric Moore? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, (laughs) ask EB. While
1: we're on this subject, uh, so the uh, one year I was a blue season ticket holder, Uh, Mike Kitchen was our head coach. Oh. uh, Where did we finish?
2: Uh, Dead last. Dead Dead last. last. Hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, he – Tried to implement the uh, most mundane defensive breakout system, uh, D to D up the boards and picked off every time.
2: I have never seen a team look so uh, lost. Lo- lo- lost on the ice. Like, the, they, did, they, mm. they didn't have a plan. It was like they didn't have a game plan whatsoever on the ice. It was just so weird. They didn't have a. They didn't know where anybody was. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they. They didn't seem to have any kind of breakout plan, or they just kind of just... I think uh, Mike Kitchen's teams were the definition of teams that kind of just did whatever the hell they wanted to on the ice, and it didn't work. But... So uh, back to the Predators. Back to the Predators. Um,
0: I will say that uh, I did pick the Predators in five, and the reason I did that is not because of the way they played the Blackhawks and not because of the way the Blues played. It's because of, to be quite honest, with the exception of the series against the Wild, which I actually did pick Blues in five, I don't. I'm still just not a believer in some of the guys on this team, and I'm not trying to dog them. they They've. To me, it's a huge accomplishment <clears throat> that they're in the Ooh. second round because I picked them to not even make the playoffs. <clears throat> well, how, <laughs> how,
3: how, yeah.
0: I mean, for me, it's just you're. They're still playing, and, and I will give Mike, yo, credit. I think we talked about this last show. He's willing to do things that I don't think Hitchcock was. No, uh, like Sit Latera. And uh, not play Gunnarsson. That's awesome. And and I think that 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 is huge. That's great for this team. But at the end of the day, Jay Meester is still getting 21 minutes a game, 22 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Yori Laterra is still playing. <laughs> um, I, be, I bet you.
2: And, I bet you. He does not play next game. I don't think he does. He no, he was awful. He, he was awful. Barbashev,
1: just terrible. Barbashev has to draw back in. Yeah. yeah. I
2: and and so
0: just to finish my point, I just don't think there's enough talent for this team to beat the Predators, who even without Kevin Fiala, are a hell of a hockey team. And and I will say that it is, it's the it's the sexy pick to pick the Predators, which is why so many people are doing it. Yeah. But when you actually, for me, I picked it just because. I've never really been a believer in this team. I believe that's what I kept saying. I wanted them to play the wild because I knew they could beat the wild. Yep. But outside yep. of the wild, I'm not a, really a believer in the team.
2: Oh, I, I said, I said, uh, what the uh, with a week to go in the season, I, I wanted the Blues to play the wild because they were playing awful hockey. Mm-hmm. The wild that's some game. of the
0: worst hockey they've played in years. They, and and and
2: if anybody was ripe for the picking in the first round, it was the wild. Yeah. And uh, even though they played very well in the first round, they played much better than they did yeah. the stretch. Uh, they played a, They played a very good series, and maybe they beat most other teams, but damn, you know, not us. Oh well. Um, but uh, so we we can get into uh, uh, other predictions here in a second. But the first the f- first period, the goalie interference penalty on Perron that led to a uh, Colin uh, Wilson goal from Subban. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna assume I, I'm not gonna assume anything, but I'll I'm gonna say that I. I didn't like that call at all. And feel free to disagree with me if you like. Um, Renee backs into Perron's skate as uh, Renee is coming back into the crease from behind the goal. And Perron's skating through the crease. And maybe Perron knew what he was doing because he's that kind of a guy. But all indications are he did, he wasn't even looking at Renee. He just went skating through the slot of the crease. And they, they knock skates. And, and Renee goes down. And it's interference. I don't like it. I don't like it.
0: I I was my problem with it, maybe okay, heat of the game, referees are, you know, they're not gonna be able to catch everything. Maybe, maybe you let that call go, or maybe you make that call just because you see the goalie go down. But one, where the referees position, he should be able to see everything that happened in that play. Peccarina, like ninety percent of the goalies in this league, went down like he'd been shot. (laughs) I mean, it was awful. It was and terrible. Th- the thing that really angers me about this is the NHL has been quote unquote cracking down on embellishment, mm. and they have they, but th- but they are not cracking down at all. I mean, I know it's just a fine. It's a fine of I think twenty five hundred, which is the max allowed fine, but at least it puts something on the books. And it's like okay. This guy has dove before. That's a one-game suspension when he does it again or, or whatever the rule is. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it's something like that. There's not even conversation about – it's never – I don't think a goalie's ever been called on that. They've never find a goalie for it, and it's 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 asinine because goalies are doing it. I mean, oh. honestly, you goalie yeah. do it a night – every night. There's every night. Goalie, at least one goalie doing that. And goalies? I think they, they really need to crack down on that. I get that they don't yeah. want guys going in the crease – but that is
3: bull
0: crap. Dude. Well,
3: it, it always to do that. It gets back to exactly what you said, Jeff. All season, I've been saying in my in our podcast that what's up with the refs this year? They're always out of position. They're always getting in the way. And if you watch that replay last night, you're exactly right. That ref was not in the correct position where he needs to be. But they did see it well enough the one coming out from the blue line to where you should have been able to see that Pekka Rene took a fault. He barely tapped him and we've all played hockey and you know, you, you <clears> tap <throat> a guy like that. You're not going to fall down. You shouldn't I'm, fall down.
2: I'm not even going to say, I'm not going to go as far as <clears to> say <throat> that Renee took a dive. He may have, but I, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not even concerned about that is the fact that, you know, two guys <clears throat> bump skates incidental. It's not a penalty ever, ever. Um, I I I I don't especially I mean okay maybe okay if the puck if the puck is shot and it goes in you can wave off the goal but it's sure. not a penalty it's incidental because okay he did in okay in in that <laughs> respect if the puck does go in after it falls down then okay you have to call it off because Perron's contact with the goalie directly led to him not being able to make the save okay fine and he wasn't pushed in okay but that's not a penalty though the goal is off it's not a penalty because it's incidental. So I don't think it's a penalty.
1: So my take on this is that it's first five ten minutes of the game, first game of the series. The refs are trying to set the tone for the series. You know, it's fifty fifty whether it's penalty, in my opinion. Uh, And they're just they're gonna send a message early on that you know it's a you know we're not gonna put up with any any bumping the goaltender. You know, Perron. Perron does have uh, a reputation as being a guy who would skate into the crease and bump the goalie. <clears throat> I think, to me, that it. You know, at the end of the day, it's just the refs trying to set the tone for the series. Yeah, it's. You know, it. Like I said, it's it's 50-50 whether it's really a penalty, but they erred on the side of yeah, you know, we're going to call it and. Unfortunately, you know, because uh, you know, the Predators scored, it cost the Blues and you know, pissed everybody off.
2: I, th- if they were trying to set if the referees were trying to do that, like you said, if they're trying to set a tone for the series, uh, that's that's a lot. that's that's shitty. It's a lot of because this is it's playoff hockey, and we all know things mm-hmm. get you know, not as many things get called in the playoffs t- traditionally. Uh, things get rougher. Uh, the game is, is, is stepped up a, a notch, and and they don't call as much. Um, and to me, there is no way in hell that's a penalty in the playoffs. Early in the game, too. I don't. I don't think that's a. And and it sucks that they that they scored on that power play because I, the, it is, the Blues had the momentum at at that point. They yep. were killing the They're killing the uh, the Predators early in the game. Out shooting them seven to one at one point. And as soon as that power, they got that power play goal. That that <clears throat> changed it. it, changed it uh, for a while. Um, and yeah, that's sucks. the referees dictating
3: the series. Yeah, that right. they changed, changed, the changed they changed,
2: they, yeah, they changed the flow of the game.
3: Well, here's the thing, guys. If you watch the whole game, if you are going to call a game that close, and you're going to call that penalty, you better call that everything that close. I mean, there were some elbows up to the face of the Blues players and some of them checks that uh, P.K. Subban mm-hmm. and uh, Fisher and a couple of them other guys finished. They didn't call those, and those were a lot more a lot more flagrant than this was. If you go to the Rangers series against uh, the Canadians, there were several times where, where Lundquist got interfered with, probably three times that I know of for sure, that if you're going to call the penalty against Perron, you should have called the penalty against one of the Canadians players. If you're yep. going to call the game tight, call the whole game tight
0: i agree with you but the difference is henrik lindquist wasn't flopping like renee did
3: no i fully agree with referees gonna that. referee's going to call it every time
0: which is bs
3: yeah no i'm i'm just saying mm. that that you know if you're going to call a game that close don't just cause those to call those type of penalties close call the whole game close and fair and, it, and i'm not going to say the blues lost because mm. of the refs they lost because you know they got a couple bad penalties and then they had that penalty called on him and they after taking after tying the game they allowed nashville to gain some momentum and bomeister our buddy could not get the puck out of the end at that last goal
1: <clears throat> well it, i'll disagree with you on that last point that nashville didn't have any momentum it was just you know a shit play by bomeister and a half second of indecision by jake allen to sprawl out to try to poke Terrible. the puck yeah. just but Nashville had no momentum at that point. They were lucky to get that puck out of their zone. I didn't
2: right. understand why Allen did that because um, uh, Fiddler was not in a position to get a great shot on net. He was reaching for the puck. He didn't have to poke it. I mean, he, no. it, right. All he had to do was just was just play, play, play big and just and take away any kind of chip shot he had at the net.
1: Yeah, exactly. It it's it was kind of the uh, the you know Jake Allen from uh, January. Uh, indecisive yep. uh not confident um you know i just
2: it it, it was a, gonna,
1: it was a you know a half second of indecision
2: and it, you know it just sucks. I'm, I'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say it was a uh, not confident thing it might have been an overconfidence thing where he was he's just being aggressive <clears> um <throat> maybe i mean i i i, I kind of looked at it was like because he loves to play the puck and he's excellent at it not that you'd ever know that from any of the broadcast teams that can't talk stop talking about stop talking about Renee and how good he is. He's fantastic <laughs> too. Don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic puck handler. But Allen on the other side, just about as good. And you never hear a word about it. So and because uh, Pierre McGuire couldn't stop talking about how, how much Renee kept coming out of the mm-hmm. net and, and, and being that that third defenseman and, and the blues, and he, he was he was like literally yelling on the air yep. about the blues jumping in. They gotta they quit doing that. I'm like you it just okay. I just yeah. I don't okay.
3: You know what? though?
0: My opinion, just like what we saw in Game Four against the Wild, stop playing the damn puck. Exactly. I, think, I honestly, I, I am one of those people who believe now. if Now on a power play or a clear in where there's nobody pressuring. Okay, go back, settle it for your defenseman. Let him get it. That's fine. But the the crap with him trying to shoot it up the boards or like hit a man open in a pass. I'm not a fan of it. Even when it connects, I'm like, don't do that. The risk is far greater than the reward. I would rather he just – and I know that's how they coach the goalies now. They coach the goalies to do this. In the playoffs, I am more than happy to just let the puck ream around and the defenseman try to get it rather than Allen putting himself out of position. And same thing with Rene. Rene's done it a couple times where I'm like, "Eh, if I were the coach, I'd be like, you don't need to play that puck next time.
2: You know, I, I, am gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the other side of that fence. I, I like the aggressive, uh, uh puck playing of the goalie. Now, you got to be smart about it, but don't be stupid. Uh, don't do, uh, don't, don't be passing behind your back between your legs like you did in the first round. Don't do that uh-huh. shit. Um, but uh, don't, don't get cocky. Uh, you, you, you come out, you play it smart, um, because he's good at it, and it's, it's, it can help the team quite a bit so i mean it can really it can really take away the other team's forecheck quite a bit if you're good at it so but don't be stupid about it
3: yeah i i think you have to pick your times when you're a goaltender when you're going to really handle that puck when you're going to pass it out for a quick pass and when you're just going to scoot it along or leave it alone for a defenseman to comment and take control of it if there's no defenseman around and you've got somebody skating towards you By all means, if you're good with your stick and you can get that out away from the other team's players, then do it. But if you see a chance at all for your defenseman to come around and get that puck from you, just leave it. So I'm kind of in the middle there. I I see both your guys' sides there. If if, if you can do it, great. But don't take the risk, and as Jeff said, especially not in the playoffs.
2: Bill, you're a former goalie, current goalie when you do play. Sometimes. (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, yeah, you, are yeah.
2: you are you pro are you pro playing the puck or anti playing the puck?
1: Uh, since I'm really bad at it I'm anti
2: <laughs> not you particularly but goalies in uh, general that are good at playing uh, the puck
1: <laughs> goalies that are good at playing the puck when they play the puck as Pekarine did and can you know to Pierre's uh, erect point oh uh, wait <laughs> uh, cut off you know act as that you know the 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 diffuser to the four check. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's, it's huge, but you know, you, I, I agree with, you know, with Jeff's point that, you know, with Allen, it it's not dominant and you know, he costs, you know, costs us the, the go ahead goal in game four against the wild. Yep. Um, you know, it, it's in a situation like that where, where it's a 50, 50 puck. No, no, never. Right.
2: Well, th- and that comes back to my point about being smart about it. I mean, I, I think, I think if you're good at it, uh, be smart about it. You know, don't be stupid. So, side note, I just realized this. So tonight's the
0: NFL draft. For those that don't know, and uh, the Raiders. Did you see that? Where they're hosting their draft party? No. It's in Vegas.
2: Yep. Oh, that makes sense. I mean, they're yeah. they're gonna play.
0: Yeah, but they're not offic- They haven't officially moved yet, right? No, oh, they're, no, they're no, yeah. they're gonna, they're
2: going to play the season in L.A. and they're going to yeah. Oakland. And I, dude,
0: yeah, I'm sorry. That is that is such a slap in the face. Oh, it's yeah, the, uh, the
3: NFL is all all NFL is such a gong show. We could sit here all night and talk about how screwed up the NFL is and Commissioner uh, Roger Goodell. It it, it we could it, sit here and talk for hours.
2: It's embarrassing it how is. all about money it is. nothing they don't care about the fans yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, it's all about. Money. about don't complain about how the
0: NHLs care about its fans. Yeah, try being an NFL fan. Yeah, it's pretty yeah, obvious.
3: Exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't even—they they don't even try to hide it. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, 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 so yeah, one, <clears throat> one nothing. Uh, 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 Predators going into the second. I, uh, you know, we're losing one nothing, but honestly, at this point, I'm feeling pretty good. That the Blues played a pretty good first period, uh, in general. Um, but they just didn't get a goal, and they were losing. So, second period. Um. The First Fiala, of real, quick,
0: real quick and yeah. we can we can talk about them all as a whole if you want but Subban that guy can
2: shoot oh my yeah. god I've always you know what I've always liked him um I I I, I like mm. I like his his uh his controversial uh antics um I think it's entertaining to me personally um I like him I mean I I if he was not playing us I'd be rooting like hell for him
3: yeah, you know, there are a handful of guys like him in the league, and there's not many, but a handful of defensemen who can get that pass and without, you know, stopping the puck with just a one timer can just smash it. And he's one of those guys. And I don't, I, I think he gets enough credit, you know, sometimes, but man, I would love to have him on the Blues. I mean, he's a great defenseman.
2: Would you trade, um, would you trade Pareco for him?
0: <clears throat> yep. No.
3: I would. Nope. I would. not yeah no
1: no if, you know it's so so you know as i've said before i'm i'm also you know a pretty big montreal fan and i was incensed when uh Subban got traded uh to the Preds this year um you know just because you know i thought he he was such a great fit in montreal yes. you know there are few players that can have the personality to rise to the expectations of you know and kind of transcend you know just the the mundane uh, cliche hockey quote guy in Montreal and Subban you know Subban is so loved in that community. Mm-hmm. I, I was so angry when he, when that trade got made, um, but you know, really, there Subban Subban is a has his flaws on the ice. You know, he's he's a huge personality. Uh he didn't show many of his flaws last night in that no. game. I mean, no, at all. Jesus no. Well, and I, I I will I will tell
3: you this, you're talking about the people in Montreal. Bill, sorry to interrupt you real quick. The talk up in Montreal all day today on the radio was we shouldn't have, you know, we 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 love Shea Weber, but we shouldn't have traded Subban. We should have kept him, and basically blaming Montreal's faults all on the fact that Subban's gone, and they've got more issues mm-hmm. than just him being gone. But yeah, then people up there still love him big time.
1: Yeah, yeah. A, a few but, calls but, for but, uh, Mark like, Bergevin yeah,
3: to be out of a job.
0: He put like ten million towards a hospital up there, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. And, he's a, he's a good
2: guy. He's he's funny. He's uh, he's. He's entertaining. He's uh, he, his sound bites are great. He's a great player. Um, he hung he hangs,
0: he hangs out with Bill Day at Cardinals games. He does. Yes, yeah. yes he does. Roots, yeah,
2: Roots for Toronto, but you know it's his hometown. So where's, it's a where's pass.
0: Cardinal Red though? Yeah, he, he did. He
2: wore he did wear red, didn't he? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he was at the game today. If anyone didn't know, and That's uh, what Bill I heard. Bill snapped a photo of him. Probably about fifteen rows back from him, or something like that.
1: Um no, it was more like uh a hundred. We were we were in the uh...
2: <laughs> Your your camera does a good zoom then.
1: <laughs> yes, it does. Yeah. We were in the uh we were in the Redbird Club and he was uh few oh. rows off of the uh uh Blue Jays dugout. So
2: mm. that was it was very fitting I told I I texted you that he was that his hometown is Toronto. And it's very fitting that the Cardinals yep. are playing Toronto while the Predators are in town playing the Blues and he can watch the uh Blue Jays lose to the Cardinals. <laughs> you saw who was with yeah. them,
0: right? Um I didn't. It's, it's I uh, clear, but it was Roman Yossi. Yeah.
1: That's what I oh, thought. Oh was it? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought Roman Yossi and maybe uh I don't know if it was Ryan Ellis or maybe Vern Fiddler.
0: Maybe, yeah, but, I only uh, saw yeah, you know, yeah. Roman Yossi with him.
1: Yeah. So I guess baseball's big in Switzerland? I don't know.
2: <laughs> what is this What is this baseball you speak of I'm
0: sure it was P.K. Subban saying hey you're coming with me to a Blue Jays Cardinals game well yeah. okay P.K. <laughs> you got it
3: <laughs> what else are we going to do in St. Louis no doubt
2: so so the second period with the Fiala injury um, here, I, I assume you guys heard the, the extent the entire injury Broken femur and a yep. punctured/slash ruptured femoral artery. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Jesus. He's I, lucky I, to be alive. Yep. Yeah. You can you can that is light. I mean, a broken femur can be it can kill
3: you. It can have complications where it would kill you. Yeah. yeah it's yep. just nuts. My brother was in a car accident and broke his femur, and he almost died from it from a broken femur. So yeah, it's it's not something you take lightly. And you know, one thing I did want to say was about the blues fans, they are so classy. You know, they cheered the Blues players and, you know, hit their sticks on the ice when he went out on the stretcher. And, you know, Blues fans can be one way or another, but at least you got to respect them for that.
0: Yeah, you had two ends of the spectrum last night. You had and you had the P.K. Subban. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah so yeah I'm, I'm glad you brought that up but yeah you know there, there wasn't all that you know people were very understanding as far as you know the, the delay in the game having to wait for the second ambulance to come mm-hmm. you know it, it wasn't you know i i don't know i, I mean saw. i wasn't at the game but it, it there wasn't a feeling you know uh, of you know come on let's get on with it it, it was yeah. wow if
3: somebody, that would have been in philadelphia it would have burned the, the arena injured. down yeah.
2: Well, it was such, a, it was such a, a horrific injury. People knew it, too. They could tell something was seriously wrong. I think they were kind of understanding about it. But it was funny. I saw a tweet that said uh, something about when they are waiting for the second ambulance. Somebody goes, there's so much violence in St. Louis that you know all the ambulances are currently being occupied. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a bit of a wait, uh, which just you know, might not be too far off from the truth, actually. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, um, Bertuzzo uh, takes him out of the play um heavily uh <laughs> to yes. say the least um I mean it wasn't dirty uh, I, 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 most people would say it's not dirty although I did see some reactions from some predator fans on hockeys Future.com which I was really curious to see what some of them said and you know half of them were were understanding and didn't say it was dirty but there were more than you would think that would uh, call it, well here, here. okay b Dub 24 said uh fu blues doesn't get dirtier predfed 98 I hate the blues. Jack McPorkins. uh, Absolutely no concern by Bertuzzo as Fiala was going into the boards, crumpled the extra shot afterwards to boot, put the game out of reach, then put Bertuzzo in a walking boot. Uh, Guy deserves a little retaliation.
0: So let me, let me comment on that one real quick. So there there was a, there was a a moment where they showed Bertuzzo. I mean, it was, it was after a while after the long delay and they kept showing the injury they cut to Bortuzzo standing on the ice and they had a, uh, a monitor up, you know, the blues are the monitors in the bench and he's watching the monitor and you see him look back and he has this look of like, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, like on his face, you could see it. And so when when I saw this, because you said this to us earlier today, I was like, was he just not watching the broadcast? Like this guy must've been at the game. If he really thought that, because, it was clear that Bartuzo was shaken by that.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Anybody, any, no player, you know, when you when you when you hit a player, especially in the playoffs, you you want to you want to make them feel it. Okay, you don't want to do this to them. Nobody no. want. Nobody wants to do this to anybody. Um, nobody wants to like injure them for the you know, it's a lot. It's a career th- threatening Could thing. Could be. Could be. Unless it's um, David McCarty doing it. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah. Mal, Malpy, but yeah, um, yeah Kirk, Kirk, Kirk
0: Lemieux,
1: yeah, yeah, Lemieux and Kirk Malpy, right? Yeah.
2: yeah. Look at Maltby. my face. Look at my face. Um, hey, did you? Uh, there was a um an article written by Malpy, not Malpy, a uh, uh, Draper, about yeah, the uh, Chris
3: Draper, yeah, the Chris Draper about yeah, yeah.
2: the uh mm-hmm. the uh, uh Lemieux moment and mm-hmm. that, that whole thing. It was a very good article. It was for uh the same. I forgot the name of the site. The same one that
1: uh. The Tribune, before. wasn't it?
2: What was it? Players yeah. Tribune, yeah. Yes, yes. Cause the same one Upshaw wrote for for the for his uh, Fort uh, Fort Wayne. No, no, Fort Wayne for what was it? Fort Fort McMurray. Fort McMurray. McMurray. Yeah, yeah. So it was an excellent article. It was very interesting and the stuff you you didn't know about that <clears> whole <throat> situation. Like like uh, Lemieux came up to him uh, years later. Uh, they were they were like leaving a game or in the hotel the next day and they were they passed. Uh, his, uh, uh, Draper was with his family, his wife and his kids, little kids. And uh, Lemieux walks up to like they passed each other on the sidewalk. As I think Draper was getting to a cab with his family, and Lemieux said to to him, uh, "Is this your family?" And uh, Draper said uh, something like, "Yeah, it is." And and uh, Lemieux uh, like bent bent down and said something to to his kids, something real nice, you know. And then uh, kind of just pat him on the head and just kind of walked off. And uh, Draper was like, uh, that kind of changed things for him with the Mew. So, you know, I just something little like that. But yeah, it was a very good, very good article that uh, you might want to check out.
3: Well, you know, I I think we're getting some backlash on the hit from people that really don't know hockey. Because if you know hockey or you've played <coughs> hockey, you know what a dirty hit is. And there is no way, no matter how many times you rewind that and watch it, that you can say that was intentional. Well, I this mean- is
2: the, this is the same the same fan base that that had to have yeah. Uh, uh uh the they had sheets the like their like it wasn't that long ago, like like yeah. five or six Three, years ago. they had five they years had, ago. They had their to the playoffs, they had uh all the, the different referee signals and the <laughs> rules printed on the back of a yeah. sheet that gave all the fans so in the playoffs. So yeah. uh thinking that a lot of folks might not know mm. all the rules. So
1: yeah, and and you know, every time they get a power play, their you know their announcer still tells them. You know, it's it's time for a power play. <laughs> yeah,
2: just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, we've been in the part
1: league, in the league for almost twenty years now. But you know, uh, I I mean, I know that that's that's just part of their culture there now. Sure. You know, it's just you know one of the things that they do. Um, but I, I think that you know the the people that are reacting, you know, hockey, you know, hockey fans uh, taking to Twitter in an emotional rage, never happens. So these are very Sane, rational people who are saying sane, rational things on Twitter, right?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say we're sitting here talking about Predators fans, but we have a segment on this show for <laughs> social, <Yeah>. media <laughs> social media fails, social media fails,
1: exactly. So, so yeah. no, it, I think it's yeah, every it, fan base. Oh, it yeah. is, and it, it, you, it, you, it you've is. always got
3: your 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 you know your guys like that and women like that that are gonna make comments, and you know it's it's a heated sport, and you get on Twitter and you start thinking you know oh they hurt my player and the, you're emotional you've had a few <laughs> too many beers and you know you've had the beer of the night with bill and you just get too drunk and you say things you don't mean <clears throat> so oh, i'm on
1: neg- i'm on beer number 2 by the way so good I'm, good for you i
2: have got this much left of my uh large so my large most out but so the the next comment third man uh third man in who is a moderator on uh hockey's future uh, F every single inch of St. Louis, <laughs> um, beat up 24 again, who was, was a, was a pretty vocal about this whole thing. Uh, we knew the blues are a bunch of dirty physical goons, which hasn't been the case in a long time.
3: Long time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Someone is, uh, just not paying attention. Uh, and beat up 24 again says, uh, clean play. He says F you, Keith Jones, <laughs> <laughs> Because in between periods they were saying, or no, yeah. during the break when they were waiting for the yeah. ambulance.
0: everybody said that was a clean play. Yes, everyone, yeah, everyone. except for, sure. for a handful
2: of folks on this site, and probably, oh, you know, I, you know what? Based on the number of folks on the site, if it if the ratios hold, I'd say it's probably about twenty five percent of yeah. the uh, of the population of the yeah. Predators fans that think it was dirty. Bw twenty four says again, it was definitely dirty. He rode him into the boards and was high to boot. F the Blues.
0: <laughs> well in in, in 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 Nashville's defense, I did see someone I follow on social media, on Twitter, I believe, uh, that said Bartuzo got away with one there. And I'm like, no, he didn't. No. That was not a dirty play. So it's not just dumb Predators fans, it's
2: dumb blues fans too. Yeah. No, was it it's... Eklund? Wasn't Eklund also said it was dirty? Eklund said Eklund said it uh, said it was a uh, uh Mr. Mr. Hockey rumor that is <laughs> never I... ever right. <laughs> I am still in the belief that he's not a real person.
0: I don't think he, has, he is. That he has somebody, a podcast. That somebody, has, has, no, 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 no. He's a robot. Yeah. Somebody made him to troll hockey. He he he's has not a, a real person.
2: He's terrible. He has a YouTube yeah. uh, like we do. He has a podcast just yeah. like this. No, no, he's no. He's no, terrible. No. Same he, format. Is a,
0: he is an android.
2: Mm. He's not real.
0: <laughs> There's no way that, got, that there could be a real person inside Eklund.
2: Is that is that E4? Your, your sources, is that that's, E4 that's my E4. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I I didn't even realize that Eklund was still a thing. So
2: he's got yeah, if you you know what? He thinks he like, is. He's got two or three guys that he does this exact same kind yep. of deal, this podcast, yep. and it's on YouTube. And uh he, he uh yeah, it's not
3: as good as ours. <laughs> well the the one thing I'll tell you is the one the thing's good about it if he ever mentions a rumor, you know it ain't gonna come true. No. Yeah, well, the he throws. He ever, up with. He mentions, You're right. Here's
0: here's the Eklund tweet. He, <laughs> says, he says, "Bortuzzo with a seriously dirty hit on Fiala. No reason to drive the kid into the boards like that. With Fiala oh obviously God. off balance. He, That's he a did, hockey play. I've he, done yeah. that
2: before. It's a, it's. He, first off, he wasn't off balance when nope. Bortuzzo took him down. But he lost his edge while Bortuzzo was taking him down. Mm-hmm. Bortuzzo made contact with him." When he was supposed to, he was doing exactly what he was supposed to take him out of the play because he was trying to to
3: cut behind the net. And once you reach that point, when you're going down like that, there is nothing you can do about it. You've lost control. You're taking a guy down and what happens happens. You know, it's not like you can, you know, freeze frame and stop and jump back up all of a sudden. You know, these people have got to realize, you know, there's dirty hits and then there's hits that. They look dirty and they cause injury, and they're they're not dirty hits. Hockey's a right. hockey's
2: a rough game, and sometimes people get hurt, and sometimes uh, there's there's no penalty on the play. It's a clean hit. Guys yep. get hurt. It's the way it is. And he lost his well, edge, and that's what happened.
1: And to me, it, this the the whole thing comes down to it's it, it's not about the hit. It it's not about. You know any kind of roughness? It's the speed of that play. Exactly. they're racing for a yeah. puck, and Fiala is one quick kid. And Bertuzzo, for a big guy, he gets his motor going, and you know he was keeping up with him. And it, there's no way anybody's going to stop when you can't. You're you're into that position. No, it, it's it's not a dirty hit. It's awful that yeah. you know that Fiala's career now may be in jeopardy. And you know that for anybody to suffer that injury, and you know this is this is one of the primary reasons. I don't know if you guys remember when Curtis Foster broke his femur. Uh, oh, that yeah. was that yep. was one of the the major uh, you know factors in the NHL going to no touch ice. Yep. No touch ice. You know, so that there aren't these races to the end boards, and it's just a fluke play. And you know, I I I really want to chalk it up to people just having emotional reactions and, you know, of course you're going to go with your, your bias, your predators fan, that's a dirty hit. You're a blues fan. You know, it's, it's not a dirty hit. And
2: I, I'd yeah. like to think that I wouldn't, I'd like to think that I wouldn't think that was a dirty hit. If it was on a blues player because I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm I'm slanted like every, all of us here, we, we love the blues, but I, uh, you know, to some degree, but we're going to be have some kind of bias, I guess, but it, it's just, Man, i i don't know i that was such a i i can't find anything dirty about that hit to to even you know even a homer was going to say it's a it's no a dirty hit.
3: no and I, I don't think we're biased you know from all the shows i've been on with you guys i mean uh, was it last year or the year before that reeves took a, a somewhere i think it was a san jose player into the boards and he got suspended two games and it was a hit that you know, I don't think Reeves meant to make, but by the time he got close to the boards, right. the, the, the player was falling down and hitting him into the boards. I'm going to sit there and say he should have been suspended, but you know, because you've got to be able to control your body. But I think we're pretty unbiased people. And I'd like to think if it happened to a blues player that we would be that way, you know, <clears throat> on our own. The uh, unfortunate
2: uh, occurrences after that play were whoops, were uh, the Nashville scorers, uh, Petrangelo he okay falls down along the <laughs> near boards uh and uh, turns the puck over which is funny how he looks into the replay of the play by play guys they say uh Petrangelo uh loses the puck and like no he didn't just lose the puck oh, he didn't lose it he fell down <laughs> oh. on his own on the boards no one touched him he falls down turns the puck over and uh Subban scores like 4 seconds later uh on a shot that uh, actually on a shot that Allen I don't know why he didn't. He didn't look like he saw the puck. Didn't pick it up no. for some reason. There was no screen. Uh, I'm not sure why he didn't uh, even make an attempt on that puck. He can of just froze. Um, I guess he just didn't pick it up, and it, that's unfortunate because it looked it's a bad goal. It's a goal he should have had. Um, but uh, not long after that, uh, Pareko makes a nice uh, has a, hey, Okay, so the first two goals that the Predators score uh, one on a power play that should not have been a power play. Uh, shouldn't have happened. And the second one on a just a, a fall down fluke play by Petrangelo on the boards. And then Allen just misses the puck for some reason. Uh, two, two odd goals, if you will. And then uh, a goal. Um, the predators let him walk in uncontested basically. And uh, uh, he looked good on that play. A lot of patience kind of outweighed uh, uh Renee a little bit and uh, put it between his legs to, uh, uh, Get within one, and then of course the uh, slashing penalty. Let's talk about the slashing penalty on Brodziak um, when he slashed Ben <laughs> stick, that led to the power play by a Forsberg. Uh, power play goal by Forsberg. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I I can't stand the automatic stick break being a penalty. Hate it. Hate it so much.
1: Well, it, but but that's the thing. It's not even an automatic stick break because fucking James Neal did the same shit. Two steen off a of faceoff.
3: Yep, that's right, he did, and yep.
1: there was no penalty call.
3: None at all. We had one power play that game.
2: Um, so that that kind of well, they had three, but I I I, I mean, bronziak is making a hockey play. He's not. He's he he didn't do a two handed whack. If you mm-hmm. if you do it if you do it if your hands are up high uh, near the knob and you whack a guy and his stick breaks, okay, I get it. That's that's a slash, but he mm-hmm. didn't. He kind of, he, like come, one, he, he, he comes know, down, that, right? he comes down and he stick checks the guy, and his stick happens to break. Mm. And it's a penalty. And Subban, of course, throws his hands up like a nine year old woman who's being robbed, <laughs> um, having a purse stolen. He's, like, he's, like, he's, if you watch the replay, his yeah. hands are up. His oh! Hands are like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, and, um, mm. and, of course, it gets called it just sucks and then they scored on that on that uh, on a on a just a, a fluky goal on the power play shot uh, okay. shot by Subban that uh Allen makes a save on hits Forsberg's skate off front and then goes back in kind of a fluky thing so three of three of the Nashville's first three goals were uh, just not were unusual uh, the yeah. one should, one so bad, was the last bad. Goal. <laughs> yeah. unusual yeah.
1: Here's, here's an idea for the Blues for game two. Don't let Subban get so much space at the point to wind up and let those shots go.
2: Yeah, that, that pissed me off because we lost four, four uh, face-offs in a row. Was it their first goal? They kept talking about it on TV, losing face and they lost four face-offs, and and they're just, they're just teeing yeah. off on yeah. the point. It was it Yossi and, uh, or Ellis? Yeah, be, Yossi and, and yeah. uh, 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 Subban just teeing off, and yeah. one goes in. I'm like, son and, of a bitch. If, if,
3: you can't if, if, win a damn face-off in your own no. zone. No, and if I'm not mistaken, Nashville won, what, 63% of them?
1: Yeah, you, you, On the you, night,
3: yeah. Yeah, you, you can't keep going that way. And, you know, these bounces or the lack of bounces for the other team that went for the Blues in the first round against the Wild are now not going for the Blues. And the other team's getting the breaks that they need, and the Blues aren't. And that was, to me, you know, the the, the, the key to the game last night
0: yeah, last night reminded me a lot of the uh, the the first year the blues came back to the playoffs um uh, which was against the the Wednesday's second round against the kings and got swept. they were destroyed on face offs that entire series. Mm-hmm. and I remember that was i was that not the year before they got Sobotko or no Saboka wasn't playing center. that's mm-hmm. what it was. And mm-hmm. they started working on guys the next year about who was good at face offs. And then they started improving. I think somebody worked with Backes really hard the next year because they were destroyed the entire mm-hmm. series and it led to so many Kings goals. And I'm not saying that's going to be a trend this series, but it was definitely a trend last night. They needed to start winning some defensive zone face-offs. They, they just were outmatched every time in the face-off circle.
2: I don't understand how, okay. Uh, when I, when, when I played in leagues, um, I took a ton of faceoffs, and I don't, I mean, I don't understand how you can lose that many face-offs. I mean, you've got to be around 50%. I, you should ask my Sunday should, morning team. You should. I, just, I, I, I i mean, well, I was, I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I won a lot of my face-offs and I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm playing in, you know, beer leagues and everything, but it, it's just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't find, I don't understand what's so difficult about at least winning, you know, getting 50% of your face-offs. I, it's crazy. If you're losing, if you're winning only winning like 25, 28 percent of your face-offs or 30% of your face-offs, it's
3: like, really? I, I, that's, I don't I don't get that. How is that possible? <laughs> I, I think it comes down to focus. What are these guys doing when they get in the circle? Uh, you know, are, are they paying attention to what they're doing? Are they really focusing? Because you know, you know, at least when I played, when I was younger, you don't sit there and practice faceoffs a lot. You may do it now and again, but th- these guys have been doing this for you know since they were three, four, five years old. They should be able to, like you said, you know, at, at the most you should lose maybe fifty-five to forty-five percent. But when you start letting a team get in, in the into the sixty percent and in the upper sixties, you're really gonna hurt because w- whether you're giving up uh, scoring chances for yourself in the offensive zone or whether you're giving them more scoring chances in their uh, offensive zone. So one of the keys yeah. of
0: faceoffs is to be able to watch the linesman and yep. know the linesman's tendencies. Yep. And I don't know if that was part of it last night that the Blues were just so focused on, oh my God, we got to win this, that they weren't paying attention to what the linesman do. Um, because yeah, they they just seemed like you said completely unfocused in the nope. faceoff circle. Yep. Like they had no idea it was it was like the first puck drop of the game for them every time.
3: Yeah.
1: It yeah, was and-
2: uh, go ahead, Bill.
1: I was just gonna say the you know the Blues whined enough in the first round about playoff or about faceoff situations that the linesmen really slowed it down and were meticulous and you know called a lot of unfair faceoffs because the Wilds tactics on the draw and to me uh, you know I guess the point I want to make here is that with. When it comes to face-offs, I think you know that's one part of the game, and I've never been, you know, I've never used video to uh, help out in any game that I've played in because you know I, you know I I played rec league, pickup, roller hockey, and there's no video there. But I think that video for face-offs isn't something you're going to use in between periods. It's something you're going to use in between games. So we'll see. I, I think we'll see a much better Blues team. Uh, on the faceoff dot tomorrow night, if they can make the right adjustments,
2: I don't know what I don't know what Laterra's faceoff percentage was. Terrible. But the only thing, I know it wasn't good. But the the only thing positive that that I think he can bring to this team because he okay he's too slow, and especially for playoffs. I mean, when playoffs are, are faster and, and and tougher and tighter checking, mm-hmm. uh, that, that that goes against he and when he is slow. And when a body's on him, he crumples. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how he's ever going to do anything in the playoffs because um, it's just, it's just not going to, it goes against it, what works against him is what uh, happens in the playoffs. So do the only thing, to- the only thing he could actually bring to this team is on faceoffs, which he used to be good at. And do you know what his he, percentage was last night? What was it? What 63%. Was it? Okay, good good because that's that might be the only reason he's on this in his lineup right now i didn't he think a, the, I he thought was it was the only one higher than 42% okay i for some reason i wow. thought he, i thought he had a bad percentage last night but good yeah, me too so well maybe he'll stay in the lineup then tomorrow for, for face <laughs> but that's i mean so he should be taking offenses on faceoffs and but he doesn't he doesn't really take defenses on faceoffs much nope nope cuz he's, he, yeah, well, he's, 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 he's not reliable defensively well he's not reliable in general yeah <laughs> Ah, uh, I would you okay? Well, would you take him out uh if you're trying yes. to increase your face offs and uh, roll guys? Yeah, because Bar- with- yeah. Barbashev's good.
3: Barbashev was good at face offs. Bar- yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I think I, I, I would gladly take him out if you can get Barbashev to do fifty-five, fifty-eight percent. I'd rather have well, Barbashev in there for the other qualities he, he brings in Latera at sixty-three percent. Well, and, here's and the
0: let's, let's let's focus on this too—the fact that, like, like Bill said. They're going to get better. They're not going to have that kind of night again. Paul Stastny, Vladimir Saboka, uh,
2: these guys are going to have better nights in the faceoff next time around. I don't think the faceoffs are going to come into that big of a de- uh, play if the Blues stay out of the box. I think if they can stay out of the penalty box and maybe keep it down to a couple penalties a game, uh, I think they'll be okay. Is because five on five in game one they looked fantastic, um, but. I think the, the penalty kill just killed them. Uh, they, you know, they allowed two, two out of three uh, power plays uh, goals uh, were to the net Predators. So, uh, And that was the game. I mean, bad calls or not, I mean, they, they, they couldn't keep the puck out of the net when Nashville was on the power play. Um, if they can stay out of the box, and I, I tweeted this. I, I'm proud of myself, and I'll tweet my own horn. When the third period started, I said, if we stay out of the box, we're going to tie this game. We're going to score two goals. And we did and we didn't we stay out of the box. And uh now of course we allowed a late goal on a, on a bad a goofy bad play but still uh you stay out of the box i think uh we win this series. <clears throat> 5 on 5 based on game 1 anyway.
1: Yeah. It, if this if this series goes like last night goes and uh yeah, the the blues can stay out of the box that it, it, it's going 7 games. uh the Blues were so dominant five on five last night. Just yeah, it, it, I, I'm not I'm not worried uh, that that they can't stick with this team. You know, I was a little bit worried that you know the the Predators would be just completely, you know, in a zone and uh, you know in, in shutdown mode like Renee was against the Hawks. But after watching that game last night, the Blues were totally in this series.
2: Oh yeah, and I, I was uh, they. I picked the Blues in seven, uh, so I thought you know it's gonna it's it's a I I respect the Predators completely. I think they're very similar to the Blues, um, mm-hmm. and I I can see it going very long. Uh, yeah, and I, and I was like you know screw it. Uh, it's going seven. I'll take the Blues because we'll be at home. Not that that's been a big advantage at all, uh, having home ice. But still, I'd, if you're gonna ask me, and I said this to uh, 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 Tyler from. Uh, mm-hmm beyond Tuckerdome. uh last year that you know he was saying that oh home ice doesn't matter and i said yeah i understand the numbers but if you're asking me if i want a game seven a home or on the road i'm gonna choose home every time i'm not gonna yep. say well we play better on the road oh I'll, I'll take my chances in their building in game seven no i'm not I'm, I'm taking the home game every damn time i don't know that's every time every time if we if we're oh and six at home in the playoffs and there's a game seven, I'm choosing home still.
3: Well, I, I I fully agree with you. And, you know, I listened to the uh, press conference after the game last night, Uh, coach Mike said, it really doesn't matter that home ice advantage doesn't really do anything for you in the playoffs. And I would have to disagree with him. I mean, I'm not a head coach or anything, but I'm, I'm with Kurt. If you've got a game seven or even a game six and you, and you, and you're, you, you can clinch the series with one of those games. I'd much rather have it at home than in another arena.
2: Yeah, me too. And the numbers play out. the 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 home team has a losing record uh, in the playoffs so far. Do they not? Yeah, I think so. I, so. I think so. But I mean, even with those numbers aside, I, with those numbers I, I, knowing those numbers, I'm, I'm still, I'm still, I'd still rather have a game seven at home. I don't just, I don't know. Um, but the so after the Subban goal, there was a tweet. Did you guys see the tweet that went out um, by a Ryan Dix? Yes. Whose uh, last name describes Explains everything the kind of guy he is.
3: <laughs> Explains everything.
2: Um yeah, so
3: for those who don't know, he comes from a long line of dicks. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Go suck a bag of dicks. Uh, <laughs> wow! It, <laughs> wow. Out with it, huh? Wow. Is, it, <laughs> well, I'm, is it when when someone says that? Do they mean like is there a, mm-hmm. is there a bag of dicks like French bread just sticking off the top? Is that the way it works? Okay. And do you have to and do you have to wait till everyone finishes? Is that how it works? Or you gotta like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You're terrible. Or can,
2: or can you just like do a little bit of this?
0: I'm gonna
3: replay this
0: for your kids in like ten
3: years. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jeff.
2: Uh, my kids in ten years can probably tell me a thing or two. Oh, um. So. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> what, what was it the French bread or the finishing one? Well, <laughs> here's
3: here's the problem with me, Kurt. I'm a very uh, visual person, and I don't like that image in my head. <laughs> it's a guy carrying a bag of dicks down the street, like French bread. Like a... Okay. Anyway. Can a guy
2: be Manny like...
3: <laughs> Uh I'm talking about... <laughs> oh, my. That's
0: the
2: mental image I got in my head. I'm talking oh. about... It. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Sweet part oh, so, of
3: meat. Oh my goodness! The
2: blues. That's going to be a soundbite for the for the opening for next season. I think
3: great. that's a great <laughs> one. Oh, <bag> of
0: dicks. <laughs> iTunes a Go that. suck a bag of dicks.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh sure, sure. Uh, you you your market is explicit. They don't care. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was good to see the Blues official Twitter official Twitter account denounce a uh, <clears throat> Blues fan who tweeted a racist comment about Subban. Um the blues Twitter account tweeted out Subban shoots and scores to make it two nothing Nashville with seventeen thirty-eight left in the second period. Hashtag STL blues. Ryan Dix, who, happened, who unfortunately happens to be a blues fan. Uh and his Twitter handle is Lord Dixic. Um <sighs> says the FN black guy though. Uh the FN black guy ug. Yep. And I'm like, oh dude. Yeah so,
0: and, and, and man, I, I like you said, kudos to the Blues here. Yeah, indeed.
2: Because yeah. Indeed. they could have like ignored it and not said anything. And it probably wouldn't have been a thing. No, I mean, a couple folks might have called him out and said, you know, dude, what, what the hell? But uh, because the official Twitter account kind of called him out, um, then he got jumped on. Because it was it brought to light then. Mm. So uh, what they said
0: forth. was, we don't tolerate racism or discrimination. Yep. Hockey is for everyone. And we expect fans to treat everyone, including opponents, with respect. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the douchebag tried to backtrack his comments and said, LMFAO, apparently you don't tolerate sarcasm jokes either. And the Blues said, if that was a joke, it wasn't
3: very funny. I'm confused. I thought he was a dick. <laughs> you said a douchebag. Which is it? It's both. Okay. He's every name you can come up with. <laughs> and his, uh, the guy
2: has since deleted his Twitter account. Great. And the, uh, the Twitterverse pretty much jumped all over his, uh, his ass because the Blues official Twitter account called him out and uh twitter users actually they found out where he worked oh and everything. my goodness and uh which i don't condone that's you know no, but, i don't uh, either but it just goes to show that you can't be a, you, you can't be a racist asshole online you can't be a and, dick and not expect to blow, you know, blow back from the moral majority so that's uh good yeah, and, too.
3: and you know what's even worse about it is all the stuff that happened in ferguson and now some idiot from st louis has got to do this i've seen several tweets from people I know around the country saying, oh, it makes sense. this happened in St. Louis. And I'm like, no, this is not the way St. Louis is. People in St. Louis, for the majority, well, are not like this. This guy could be from Oklahoma. I mean, what do we is. Well, yeah. everybody's saying he's from St. Louis. He's probably from
2: St. Charles County. <laughs> <laughs> North North County.
3: It's North
0: okay. County I'm from St. Charles County. It's okay. okay.
2: Are, are, you, are you Tyler? What's his name? Yeah, Dix? Tyler Dix. I am not Tyler. Ryan Dix. Ryan, Ryan Dix. Dicks. 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 <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean... Like, a,
1: are you bag of dicks? Oh, no, suck, a,
2: suck a bag of Ryan dicks. <laughs> That's the Ryan flavor. Um, yeah. you, know,
0: you know, and I, I, Kurt, I, I know you know who probably was the one that tweeted that. Uh, 90% chance I know who it was. And uh, he's he is a guy like that. He's going to call you out on stuff like that. So, so good for you if you're listening. You know who you are. Uh, that was... Awesome because yeah, I mean, you uh, Bruins games, you know, we remember the whole thing oh, oh, years ago. No, it was Joel Ward. Yeah, Ward. Yeah, right.
3: Ward, yep. Yeah. And
0: then, uh, you know, and then, and you know, I've seen before just on like random flyers responses to their tweets with you know, oh, PK Subban scores to, to uh, give the Canadians the one nothing lead over the flyers. You scroll through that, you see same kind of stuff, Stupid people. it's always ignored. Damn. And I think it should be, but at the same time, every now and then for a, right. an official Twitter account like this to do something like that, it reminds us people, Hey, we're yeah, reading yeah. this stuff. People can see it. Don't be an asshole. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. And you, 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 I mean, you see it all the time with people who are who frequent message boards or Twitter sure. and you see the, 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 folks who get brave behind keyboards. Um, and they, you never see their face and they, they can, they're, they're, oh. their they're in their mom's maybe on a computer in the dark. So they, they can, they don't, they're brave. It's all anonymous. Um, Sure. I
0: love yeah.
3: this guy tried backtracking,
0: too. It makes yeah. just look, it look like hey, even
3: a
2: bigger douche. You know I what? Know.
3: You cannot backtrack from that. I don't care how you try to spin it. There's no backtracking on that. So the third period starts, and uh, uh,
2: Stasnita Schwartz, a fantastic <clears> pass. <throat> uh, Schwartz makes a nice move uh, to uh, slide it through the uh, five hole of uh, Rene. And uh, so it's 3-2 Nashville. And then Saboka like two minutes and 34 seconds later uh, off the post and in on a, on a rush down the right wing. So boom, all of a sudden uh, my pro my tweet has been uh, prophetic. <laughs> it's come through, but uh, so yeah, they uh, you got to take off Jeff. Yeah. I got to get out of here. See
3: you all later, right. Jeff. I got to pick cut. someone
0: up at the airport. So uh, I'm going to say it now. Let's go blues. The rest of the series and hopefully we'll talk to everybody next week. Yep. Have a all good right. night. All right yep see you Jeff guys.
2: has to see a man about a horse take it easy, Jeff there you go. <laughs> <That's
0: right. laughs> I, I gotta go pick up Ryan Dix at the airport there you go
2: the whole bag of them yeah. take a bag take, take a bag with you take a
3: bag yeah, I gotta you.
2: pick <laughs> him up a <and> baggage claim
3: <laughs> paper <or> plastic <laughs> uh, all right guys see ya fuck. see ya, see ya. <laughs> well you know Kurt getting back to Sabotka I I have a I had to apologize on my show because when he came back you guys know I'm not a big Sabotka supporter uh i you know i've always thought he's a fourth line guy third line at best that you know can come up and maybe help you on your power play but i am glad to say he has pleasantly surprised me uh not only with face offs which i knew he was strong on but his goals and and some of his attempts to get to get some assists have just been awesome and i got to give the guy credit he's played very well
2: i thought i i when he came back i knew he'd help the team but it was a whole out of principle thing and pride i didn't i didn't I was not crazy about it. I was like, I I wanted to just turn the page on the host of Boca thing because of just the drama going on for years, <clears throat> and I I I was not. I'm like, ah, okay, you know, he's whatever. A, yeah. He he's he's the the most heralded and talked about third liner in the history of, of the new franchise. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I knew he was. Gonna, I knew he'd help the team because he was an impact player when he played here before. He had a nice season, a really nice season, and it's, it's a wrecking ball out there. And he he chipped in some goals too, and he scored two big goals in, in the playoffs mm-hmm. so far this year. So uh, you know more goals than Saboka has, to be honest. Yeah,
1: um, Suboka? I'm sorry, uh, Tarasenko. T-
3: Tarasenko. Yeah,
1: yeah. So so yeah. So we we didn't do a show. Um, we haven't had a show since Savolka came back to the team. Um, and the point I want to make is you know for for somebody you know like me who was so anti-Hitchcock you know Saboka coming back after Hitchcock is gone I kind of get it you know (laughs) I, I really think that that's where the problem was it wasn't with Armstrong it was with the coach could have been and and you know he's back he's making an impact on this team you know he he wasn't he wasn't gonna be a you know any kind of savior, but god damn he's chipped in some really huge goals. Yes. And and played some very strong hockey. You know, I, I was worried he was gonna come back and look completely out of place. He hasn't. And so, you know, welcome back. I you know, if if it was over Hitch, you yeah, know, all's forgiven on my end. But, you know, I I think uh too many people here were uh, you know just tired of the Willie or wony and were over yeah. him um,
2: well yeah I, I was i was mad they left in the first place <clears throat> i i held a grudge uh because he he didn't honor his contract and he left i, I that bugged <clears throat> me uh, so I, it, I was
1: it wasn't it wasn't that he honored his contract it's that he paused the contract yeah he right. had the power he did he
3: <laughs> no, don,
1: don,
2: you're you're making excuses for him. No, he, no, he had absolutely. he had a year left. He had a year left on his contract, and he okay, he paused the contract and left. I was like, what the hell? Just play your contract he's, out and then leave.
1: Yeah, no, it, it. I think I think it was all about the coach, and you know, it,
2: maybe. I mean, maybe and maybe because of the coach. That's I mean that's a fair assessment. <clears> Way left. I I I think that him coming back when he did had nothing to do with um, Hitchcock coach because his contract was, up. I think he would have came back last year. um, But uh, they didn't know that there was a provision in his contract that, that wouldn't let him do that. So.
1: Right. Right. You know, but at the same time, I do get that, you know, yeah, it was, you know, it was a, you know, a selfish thing. He he was going to do what he was going to do and, you know, get that tax free money playing in Russia.
2: Yeah. And to, I mean, I guess to some degree you can't, I mean, it's his life. He can do what the hell he wants with it. Um, it's just, it's, I guess it's just different in sports. You know, fans take things personal, uh, especially when you're under contract and you expect something out of a player and they just kind of leave. So, um, I, you know, I, 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 I held a grudge and I still do. I, I, I don't think he should have left, but um, I guess if he had stayed, we wouldn't have him now. Maybe He'd have, he would have demanded more money and gone elsewhere. Sure. So he would not be here.
3: Yeah, you know, I've, I've, when they signed him, I wasn't really upset like you, Kurt, that they re-signed him. I thought he may be able to help them somewhat on their third line, possibly their fourth line. And like I said, come and help them out a little bit on the power play and with their face-offs. And I just, you know, wanted to give the guy a chance, but I wasn't as excited as some of these people. And I call it the Rex Huddler disease in St. Louis. These, uh-huh. the, the St. Louis people love these guys that are scrappy, love these guys that, that get into it and really give great effort. And that's great. But I just wasn't expecting this much out of him. But like I said, I'm glad I'm wrong.
2: I like the fact yeah. that that he did sign uh, the contract. He signed the you know, the extension yep. uh, before he came back. That that made it better for me that he came mm-hmm. back because he wasn't just coming back to play it out and go elsewhere. Yep. he came back. Oh, and I wants to stay. So okay. So um, so you know maybe the coach thing is a thing. Or maybe he wouldn't have signed the extension if uh, Hitchcock was still here or was yep. going to be here. Yep. Um, so that's okay. I mean, he does want to be here. So that's, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, you know, fans want players to want to be here. <clears throat> <I> mean, that's, <throat> that's, that's, that's it's nice. I mean, it, it's it's kind of a nice thing. It, it's not mandatory, required. I mean, as a Blues fan, you know, who gives a shit? Just win a cup for me, please. That's right. I don't care if you like it here. You you get along with the coach. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if. Well, I do. Yeah, I was gonna say if you're Patrick. <laughs> If you're if you're a Patrick Kane kind of a guy, where you're, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of controversy following you, I, I kind of care about that. But, um, but yeah, you know, if 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 Saboka uh, is one of the reasons and helps this team win a cup this year, next year, whenever, um, I, I'm all for it. Yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, I, I At this point, I'm like, you know, win me a cup and I'll love you forever. mm mm-hmm.
1: yeah. um, And you know the the other thing that uh, you know it, we didn't talk about. Yeah, you know, because we didn't do a show in the first round. Was, you know, he his uh, his return to the team did did help a lot with the uh, absence of Stasny through the first four oh, games.
2: Yeah, yep. Yep. So. Yep. yeah, yeah. That's that's part of it too. I mean, <laughs> that, that, that was a that was a nice like say, oh, okay, you know, who's gonna not play because he's oh, okay? Well, Stasny's out, so we need him. I mean, he helps, which is a, a great point. Um, so after Spokas goal. Uh, there was the, uh, the whole fiasco there with five minutes to go. Uh, Bomeister fails to clear the puck on the boards. And, uh, yeah, just, I mean, he's got the puck on his stick. It's got to get out. He had it. He had There's it. There's five minutes to go in a tie game in the playoffs and it, and it, he hits a leg or whatever it was, a stick. I'm like, dude, get it out with some authority, get it out. Um, whatever, play behind you. I don't, I don't care. Uh, don't, uh, and, uh, it, it, Austin Watson uh, threw it towards Fiddler and the puck hits off Fiddler's left skate and I don't think Fiddler quite knew where it was it hits his skate and it goes right out to where it was, it was on a, near his stick and he just reaches out and kind of just pokes it just uh, pokes towards Allen and Allen was sprawling going for the poke check and he missed and it just it, the puck goes through his legs and in the net I'm like oh my god it's just a, a cluster F of of crap that Kind of happened there in about four mm-hmm. seconds. Um, yeah, so that that, that was a crap. The Blues had all the momentum. They, I, when they tied that game after supposed to spoke his goal, the, the, the roof went off the mm. building. They were all over Nashville. They almost won, they almost scored the go ahead goal a couple times after that. And they were, I, I'm thinking, we're winning this game. There is no doubt in my mind, we're winning this game. Just don't make a stupid <clears> mistake. Yeah, and we did. We made two of them on the same play. So um, if you don't make a, a mistake, a stupid mistake, we're winning this game. And they were, and, and after that, after um, they go up four uh, three, the the air was out of the building, it and was, it was, you could tell, and yeah. th- the, the team was deflated. Uh, they didn't get it back until late, um, a couple minutes later. So,
3: no, yeah. it was it, it the, you know, it's negative, you know, with the mistakes they made, and you know, we can just say, cut down on the mistakes. And the Blues can beat this team. It's not like Nashville's a, a better team. The Blues have the talent. They just need to cut down on the mistakes. And the positive, in my mind, is, Curt uh, and Bill, they they got three goals past Rene And it could have been a couple more, you know, if he didn't make some some great saves. How many goals did he allow against Chicago? Three in the whole series? Yeah. They got three in one game. So, to me, that's a positive going into game two.
2: I thought, I thought the Blues played a better game in the loss to Nashville in game one. Than any games against Minnesota.
3: Yeah, I think so too. More of a complete game, more of a game where it wasn't five minutes here, four minutes here. It was more of a total complete game for them. They played, yeah. They, it, well, yeah. yeah except
1: though. for the except for the uh, the penalties and you right. know, yeah, the, the power yeah. plays the Nashville had. You know, the what? Blues the Blues did carry the play in the game, and yeah, it's. I, I'm, I, I'm.
2: I have issues. I was just with with say penalties. I'm not
1: disheartened by it.
2: Okay. I, I I have issues with the penalties because I don't. The two of them weren't penalties. I, I don't think Peron's was a penalty. Um, I don't think Brodzek was a penalty, and they scored on both of them.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll agree with you on the Brodzek yeah. thing, but like I, you know, the the Peron thing, you know, whatever it it's it's a call that happened. Brodzek, <laughs> no, that that shouldn't have been called, but like,
2: you know, Peron, yeah, Perons, I, Perons call the call on Peron too was like that's a, that's a reputation call. <clears throat> sure, it is because you know, he's well, he's known for a guy that bumps the goalie and all of a sudden run skate knocks uh renee's skate and all of a sudden it's a penalty mm-hmm. i, I don't I buy that one
1: right and i and you know, we talked about this already on the show earlier tonight, but again, I, I think it's the, the referees setting a tone that yep. you know you're not going to we're not going to allow contact with the goalie to try to get, especially you know with Renee being so heralded coming out of that first round only giving up the three goals to the Hawks, we're not going to let you try to get in his kitchen by bumping him. So yep. we're going to make this call early. There's enough game after this if they score that you can come back.
2: Yeah, you know I, who, I totally think it?
1: that's what the call was.
2: Yeah, was it Ellis that uh elbowed Tarasenko? Who? No, it was Tarasenko. it was Austin no.
1: Watson. Yeah. It was okay.
2: Awesome. All right. So that didn't get called. So and then, right after that was the Brodziak play, I think.
1: So uh, here's, yeah, here's that, the thing. That was a little on, bit after that, right? The thing on the Austin Watson hit that is a it was contact to Tarasenko's upper body yep. to, to his, to his shoulder and his chest
3: to his torso. Yeah.
1: Right. It, it's, if that's any higher, if that's, you know, at his neck at his head, it's a penalty, but mm-hmm. the, the refs aren't going to call that. And, what what I'm afraid of with that is that the Predators had intel that Tarasenko has an upper injury, injury. Yep. yeah, an injury in that area, and that was a chance to test it out, yep. and, man, he looked stunned.
3: Yep. Yeah, because it, it looked pretty deliberate. It looked like he knew where oh. he was going to hit it. Oh, uh, yeah. he knew exactly what he was doing. He and knew what see, he was did, doing.
2: Did you see the, the camera caught uh, uh, Watson on the bench? He, he gave yeah. a little, uh, little crybaby thing. Yeah. Uh huh. I think that's what he was doing. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, you douchebag. I mean, just, you know, it was a cheap shot and a
3: uh, non-call, you know, it just, just a bad, bad non-call, uh, you know, after calling could, I mean, so close with Pekka Rene and to get back to that slashing, you know, we've all played hockey here. We're, we're not professional hockey players, but the NHL should know that these sticks, even though they're stronger than they used to be, they, they put up with so much stress between shooting and checking people for checking people, those shafts get weak after a while and you could just touch a guy's stick and it's going to shatter. They've got to relook at this and take another yeah. look at it and stop calling it every time a stick gets shattered. But like Bill brought up earlier, or was it Jeff that steam stick got shattered and there was no call at all. And that was a slash. Right. Yeah. And that's on a face off. Yeah, it was bad. Everybody's yeah. watching them play. Right. The, the camera's right on it.
2: Yeah. Like I said before in the show, if you give a guy a two-hander where you're, you're both oh, your yeah. hands are high, are, are high near the knob, and you you whack a guy and a stick breaks, that's obviously a yeah. slash. That's the definition. But if a stick break or not, you know, that's a slash. But what 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 takes me off is that if a guy gives a, a nasty whack and it doesn't break, chances are it's not being called. No. Uh, unless you knock it out of his hand, yeah. and that's a penalty, which is <clears> kind <throat> of ridiculous too. But I hate that because it's like hold on to your stick. Um, but yeah, I I've just the the. I don't know, um, and it just sucks because the the two calls that I didn't think should have been called, they scored on. So that that just that without without that first one, the the Perron penalty. Um, I mean, I don't know. I the the, the Blues, like I said, they had the momentum, <laughs> yeah. and that totally changed the game, the it first did. half of the game, totally. So, um, stats for the game: these shots, uh, the Predators had thirty-two, St. Louis had thirty. So that was. Uh, you know, fairly almost a wash there. Uh, the power play Nashville was two for three. We were 0 for 1. Uh, that was the difference in the game, the power play goals and the, the power play performance of the Nashville Predators. The Blues letting the Preds just tee off, uh, namely Suban from the point, uh, which they have to adjust and make an adjustment for game two to pressure the point men uh, on the penalty yeah. kill or, or on the five-on-five. Five. They have to. They can't. You can't let him tee off like that. And faceoffs, offs uh, Nashville, is 60% to St. Louis, 38 So that's uh, that's something that ha- also has to be improved on. And there was a Predator fan on Hockey's Future who, uh, let's see, who gave his uh, uh, review of the series um, after game one, said, I think it was more, Kurt Angle on Hockey's Future said, I think it was more St. Louis escaped getting embarrassed. I think Preds are clearly better. And it was just one of these things where Blues got on a streak, but it will be a blip. I would not have believed I am saying this before the playoffs, but I would not be surprised to see another sweep, if not five games at best. So, yeah,
1: that's that's a guy (laughs) who drank a little too much of that first round Kool Aid. Yeah,
2: yeah. I, 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 you know, after watching that game and to say that the Predators could sweep the series, they were, I mean, I mean, okay, this this sound might sound weird coming from a, a Blues fan who they when they beat minnesota who minnesota you know played uh, overall played a, a better team game than the sure. blues did in the first round but the blues owned five on five they owned that game <clears> five definitely. on five so i that would that would concern me quite a bit if i was the the predators because if the blues <clears> can stay out of the box and or get a couple calls for example instead of having calls go against them um I think the Predators might be in trouble, especially now they don't have Fiala. They're a little less deep. And they've lost like an entire line full of uh, guys for injuries, uh, yep. I think. But,
3: so. Well, you, know, you know, Kurt, the, the people that are all on the Predators bandwagon, if they really looked at that first series, did the Predators play well? Yeah. Did they ride a hot goalie? Yeah. But you have to look at the way Chicago played. This isn't one-sided. Chicago did not play very well at all in that series. There was bleeps of them <coughs> where they played decent. But overall, if you look at that series, Chicago did not play well. I don't think they played their game. I don't know if Nashville got them out of their game. But Taze didn't look good. Kane didn't look good. Hosa didn't look good. Duncan Keith didn't look good. Seabrook. was I it, mean, they did not look good.
2: Was it just me? Because I, I, I caught a couple of the games in that series. And was it just me? Or did it look like the Hawks were almost apathetic? It did. It was almost like, yeah. they didn't, like Crawford It's like they didn't want to be there. Crawford yeah, like Crawford, Crawford. like, yeah. Crawford didn't look like he was even trying half the no. time. It was very strange. It was very like strange. like an like effort. I mean, a lot of times people will say, "Oh, you know, they didn't give the the 100 percent. They didn't. They weren't trying." And I was like, "Oh, that's bullshit." I mean, the, they're out there trying. It's just things didn't work out their way. They didn't go their way. To the bounces didn't go their way. They didn't play. This didn't play well. They, didn't execute. Um, it looked like Chicago wasn't trying. I, I know that it's yep. not the case. I know they were trying,
3: but it looked that way. Um, Game so three. I, game three. They looked really apathetic. I mean, they d- looked bad in all the games, but game three, I thought they just looked like they thought the series was over.
2: Maybe it was just a big, a big ruse, a big uh, attempt to get Kitchen fired. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <clears throat> yeah, we're sick of the assistant coach, so uh, let's just <laughs> let's throw a series. He's yeah, a nice you know, guy,
3: but let's go ahead and throw the series.
1: Yeah, no, they 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 did look like a dysfunctional hockey team throughout most of that series. Um, you know, I don't know if it was just overconfidence with, you know, with how they had such a great regular season and, you know, maybe they were just chalking up last year's first round loss to, you know, a fluke. Um, but yeah, they, you guys are right. They they didn't look like a team that was interested in playing hockey in that series. And, you know, they, they got bounced, but they the were. Predators, it, it, you know, it, the Predators on the other hand looked like a team that controlled all but one period in yep. that series. Yep. And so, you know, if I'm a Predators fan, I'm probably going to be a little overconfident based on that.
2: Well, you know, the the Blackhawks lost to <clears throat> the Blackhawks were outplayed last year in the first round, and they were outplayed this year. Yeah. So. They uh, they have no one to blame but themselves. <clears throat> um, I thought, uh, you know, uh, scapegoats here. Um, I thought Berglund has was kind of had a bad game and won Game One. I yep. thought uh, Laterra was bad. Obviously, it was. <clears> um, Allen needs to be better. Don't he forget about Bowmeister. Bowmeister, I didn't. The, the, there was really the one play that Bowmeister I had a problem with. Other than that, I, I thought he was okay. Well, he
3: he did kind of lose his wheels there in the one play, and pretty fortunate that the puck didn't get behind him. He was trying to get the puck out of the zone and lost his wheels, which he's done a couple times in the regular season. But, yeah, I the, uh,
1: the The goal, um, you know, the, the goal where uh, Petro lost his wheels. Yep. Bo Meester also yeah. had a fail on that. that yeah, that was that sequence as well. So,
2: and uh, yeah, so Alan uh, needs to be better. He had the two softies, and uh, you got to be better on the faceoffs. That's, I mean, Indeed. it's, you know, it's good. I, it's, it's easier said than done, I guess. But, um, well, it, it's know,
3: sim- it's simple, but it's not simple. Just get, get in the get in the mid forties. Yeah, don't yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you get somewhere where it's like fifty-five to forty-five percent. Even if you're losing the face-off battle, don't get the stupid penalties because you know, like Bill said, these refs are going to be watching, especially against a goalie. And just pay attention to what you're doing. Don't lose control. Play mm-hmm. your game, and I think the Blues will be well, fine. I'd be, you know, I, I'm with you, Kurt. I've always thought this would be a seven-game series, six at the quickest. There's no way in heck, and I'm saying it right now, that, that, that the Predators are going to sweep the Blues in four games. It's not going to happen.
2: Not mm-hmm. based on what we saw in game one. I no. Mean, I, I mean, it's not going to I mean, I know wild fans were probably saying that after game one too in the, in the first round, <laughs> It's like, oh, if we just keep playing like we're playing, we'll be fine. I, and I would have I would have said the same thing if I, was, yep. if I was a Minnesota fan, the exact same thing, because it's exactly. true. You'd think if you pepper a goal with 50 <clears> shots, <throat> you're going to win most of the time. And that just didn't, I mean, you know, didn't work out that way for him. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the way the Blues played, I think they, they can take a lot away from the game that they played well. Um, they, and you can't do much about bad calls. Um, no. I mean, if, if, you, if something's not a penalty that they, they call a penalty, you can't, like, correct that. That's not something you can say, let's take less – let's, let's uh, not make as many plays that could be called a penalty that aren't penalties. You can't do that. So I, hopefully you get the calls. Hopefully you don't get some bad calls against you. Obviously, well, it, um,
3: it wasn't just the bad penalties; it's how the Blues played on the penalty kill. Right? That,
2: and that was my next point: yeah. was that was that? And when you are on the penalty kill, you know you you can't lose four faceoffs in a row in your own zone mm-hmm. and let them tee off on you. Uh, win a damn faceoff in the penalty kill in your own zone half the time. How about that? That's a good idea.
1: And don't take another penalty while you're already shorthanded. Yeah. Exactly. Well, we
2: did kill the five-on-three off, but we lost the. Uh, yeah. The. Uh, yeah. They scored after yeah. that.
1: Yeah. So. I, yeah, I, I think those are clearly the you know the keys. Stay out of the box. Win more face-offs, and you know I I think you know if if it can be that simple. And to Lance's point, it never is. Uh, you know, that's that's what needs to happen. I, I think the Blues will be fine. Uh, get out of here with a split and uh, see what we can do Sunday.
2: Even even if we lose uh, tomorrow, um, if we play like we did in game one, I'm not going to feel like we're in a lot of trouble. I mean, yeah, down 2-0 sucks bad, but um, – I don't know. I, I guess because after seeing the Kings come back on us after being up two zero, and the Hawks come back on us after being up two zero, yeah. and back to back years, I think, oh well, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, but so I we'll see. I I I it, yeah, the Blues do need to win this one. Uh, pressure's on them now. They don't want to go down two zero back to Nashville because that place is gonna be crazy. Um, I wonder if they still have that sign up in the uh,
3: in the hallway. Oh, about the Stanley Cup thing, or yeah. The- yeah.
2: yeah, Bridgestone Arena, home of the Stanley Cup champion Nashville Predators.
3: I've I've which, not been I've not been down there in years, so I don't know.
2: Which is an official sign. It's not like some kind of <laughs> fan made thing. They made it. It's in the hallway. I think they just kind of worded it wrong. Yeah. Where they qualify for the playoffs? And that's what they yeah. meant to say. But it says Stanley Cup champion Nashville Predators. I'm like that is not true. As long as that sign is up, the hockey gods should not let them advance.
3: The I, and, you know, I know we're talking about the Blues and Predators, but I will tell you this, whichever team gets past this round, and we're all hoping it's the Blues, um, I, they're going to have their hands full with Edmonton. And I think Edmonton's going to beat Anaheim. Mm-hmm. Anaheim is a big physical team. Edmonton's just fast and all over the place. I, Whichever team gets past here, I think they're going to end up facing Edmonton, and Edmonton's really going to be hard for whoever gets past this round.
2: Do you know how much it would piss me off if we got past uh, the, the Predators and we played the Oilers and we lost to
3: them? Oh, I'd be pissed.
2: And, <clears> and <throat> they go to the finals after not making the playoffs in 400 yeah, years? I'd be pissed. And, and they're on the finals all of a sudden. It's like, come on. <laughs> Give me a break. You've, you've had your time. Their time is done. It's over.
3: <laughs> yeah, you have the, the 1980s the, and the 90s. The
2: Oilers have their five cups or whatever it is. Yeah, come on, man um so uh yeah predictions i think i said blues and seven bill what did you did you give a prediction for this series um
1: yeah i i said that it was gonna go seven it's a toss-up uh you know because i'm a blues fan i'm gonna say blues and seven
3: and uh lance you said uh i i I, I, i'm thinking six or seven and i i guess i'll tie it down and make it seven blues and seven okay
2: yeah i i mean i i thought the game was fantastic game one i I mean yeah I was surprisingly not as angry as you'd think after losing. I mean, I I don't know. I the, the way they played, I'm like, okay, it's seven games. It's a it's a series. It's not one game. It's we played really well. Uh, assuming they they make a couple of adjustments and they they uh, play better in game two in the areas. Bench-Latera. Yeah, bench Latera, Bench win a few more faceoffs and stay out of the box. Yeah. and we win in a walk. I think.
3: So if if if, uh, if 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 I see Latour out there, I'm going to really lose a little bit of respect for Mike, Coach Mike.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm not going to say the Blues are going to win any of these games in a walk because this no, is, is going to be, be a hard fought series. But that they, they will be, uh, you know, if they stay out of the box, they win the faceoffs, they they play the game that they played in the third period,
3: uh, they
1: should win. Keep it five on five.
3: Yes,
2: Keep it five on five. Yep. I, I, I like the chances five on five. And like you um, said,
3: it sounds simple, but is it gonna be simple to keep it yeah, five on five?
2: Well, I mean it depends on how on how well they play in their own zone. If they get running around and if Nashville they and they get pinned in, they are you know, gonna take a penalty. They, yeah. they have to play just play their game and and, and not get hemmed in and, and not get not chase and not get tired and, and you know with a hooking penalty or a holding penalty or whatever. Um, and then and all of a sudden they got momentum and and when you're on the penalty kill, like we talked about, don't let them tee off like that. You know, Cover the point men a little closer, but be aggressive. Because the Blues, when, when people mm. play the Blues aggressive on the power play, when they challenge the point men and rush them, the Blues have an awful time on the
3: power yeah, play. Yeah, they do. Yep. Um, which is interesting
2: because they just don't they're, 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 they don't really try to work. I guess their, their mindset with the power play is not to work the puck mm. down low Yep. and, uh, and work it in front that way. They, their mindset is to get shots on the point. Yep. Which is fine if you're given that, but if they're taking it away, you know, go to your, go to Plan B, go down low, which just seems like they have a hard time with. Which and I think Nashville, that was their game plan, shoot from out high. Yeah, yeah, because the Blues do collapse down low, and they did that against Minnesota. They collapse down low, they take away the slot plays, um, they clog the middle up, and they block shots, and they don't give them good scoring chances. They keep the, the scoring chances on the outside, which is fine. Unless you have two bands shooting back uh, from the point. And then all of a sudden it's like you got got lasers coming at you and he kills you with three points yeah. in, in the first game. So
3: it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine balance between staying down low and coming out when you need to. You've got to be able to do both. But I think with this team, when it comes to Nashville, I think you've got to focus on keeping those guys at the point Uh, Honest, You know, don't let him get that puck into stand there for three or four seconds with it and blast it or or just get a one timer and blast it. Get somebody close to them, get a body on them. And you know, when they move it down low, get down low and get the puck out of front of, out of the front of Jake Allen. I know it sounds easy, but you know, that's what they've got to do.
2: The, uh, game is tomorrow night, 7 PM central time. And, uh, hopefully, uh, the blues tie this up and, um, Even though uh, Nashville would have stolen home ice uh, by splitting in St. Louis, I think a win tomorrow night would uh, do wonders for the Confidence of Blues fans who, quite a few of them, of course, after losing game one, it's like, oh, it's over.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yep,
1: sky's falling. It is. Jump jump off the building
2: it's so funny I, I I I guess I got I didn't get as mad last night when they lost because I'm like well I did say blues in the seven anyway so the I'm effort
3: like, was there well I mean, there's no reason to get mad when, no. when, the, when the blues yeah. play their game and the efforts there and there's just small mistakes that can be corrected I've never been one of those fans that tears a team apart for playing you know well just making a few mistakes the blues played very well I don't see what you can really be too upset about besides a couple mistakes
2: yeah. Well, bad mistakes.
3: Yeah. Uh, well, and one
2: and two. Uh, I mean, one was by Allen. And two, was, two were by Allen. Yep. Which and I mean, Allen's got to play good. I mean, you're not going to win in the playoffs, especially in the second round. No. With subpar goaltending. No. Nope. And we got subpar goaltending in the first in the first game. So he needs to. Be, he. I mean, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be Jake Allen from round one. not We don't need that level of goaltending. But we need him to not allow softies and he doesn't have
3: to be brian elliott of last year he just needs to be the guy that doesn't make the stupid mistakes and and make a mental error like his judgment on that puck you know just don't make
2: those mistakes just stop it you're supposed to
1: yeah and you know i i I guess my thoughts on jake is you know it, it he had I really think it was just one bad mental error um, came at a bad time. Um, but I, at the same time, I, I think that, you know, it's a combination between he and j I'm not going to say that his goaltending in the game last night was subpar. Um, it just, it was average. And, you know, after standing in this round you know, on his head in the first round, uh, you know he's you know, maybe he's due a game uh, coming back down to earth. But uh, I totally expect both goalies to uh, to be a little tighter tomorrow night. I I don't expect tomorrow night's game is going to be uh, another you know seven goal uh, outburst between these teams. I think it'll be a little closer, um, 2-1, 3-2 at worst. Um, but uh, then again, who knows
3: and i I have to agree with you there bill i think it plays into the blues better if it's a two to one one to nothing three to two game when it starts getting over to be a four to three five to four Mm -hmm. game i don't think that plays into the Blues' strengths. that they need to keep it a two to one three to two type of game
1: yep and so far every game that they've taken the lead in in these playoffs they've won Mm
3: -hmm. so
2: Hmm. interesting um. Okay. That'll that'll do it for this shoe. Um, no tweets to speak of tonight. Everyone must be watching hockey or the Cardinal game. Is it Cardinal game still going on? What happened to the Cardinal game? No.
1: No. They uh, they swept the doubleheader.
2: Six Sweet. Yep. I, di- I did. see a t- I did see a tweet from. Um. um, um oh, what's his name? Shit. I forgot his name. Um. Randy Carriker who said, uh, has a team ever come back from a game and a half down uh, in April? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Randy Carricker, you're so funny. That's too funny. <laughs> um, anyway, um, uh, hopefully the Blues bring home winner tomorrow night. Um, uh, Lance, you want to tell the listeners how they can uh, check out your show and find you?
3: Yeah, you can check out my show at shoutengine.com or you can go directly to the website at droppodcast.com And you'll be able to find all of our episodes there. And I also uh, put it on Twitter for everybody to get the links to it. And uh, appreciate the guys having me on tonight.
2: Very cool. Well, yes, thank you for coming on, Lance. We always appreciate it. Always good stuff. Um, That'll do it for this week's episode of Let's Go Blues Radio. Uh, Don't forget to check out the Blue Note Sports Bar and Grill in Maryland Heights. Uh, It's pretty much a watch party for every Blues game nowadays. So um, for Bill Day and Jeff Ponder... And thanks again, Lance, for joining us from the Drop Podcast. I'm Kurt Price. That will conclude this week's broadcast of Let's Go Blues Radio. Until next time, everyone, let's go blues. Let's go blues.
0: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio. Now take off, hosers.
3: Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry. St. Louis
0: Blues, St. Louis Blues.